What's going on, man? How are you? Mr. Greg, I'm well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's, as usual, just doing the things I need to do called life, fatherhood, and all that other stuff. How about oh, you? Yeah. You're a father. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm a dad. Had a baby about, what, three and a half, four months ago? Uh, going along. For, yeah, first kid, man. First kid. Um, she's beautiful. Uh, I think she looks more like her mother than me, which I'm very grateful for. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah, man. I was, that, must, that must be difficult, man. Like, it's, it's uh, definitely four months. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, everybody who tells you that they have a kid mm-hmm. um, or how to parent, like, all of it's a lie. The only thing that is true is about the sleep. So the first like two or three weeks, there was absolutely no sleep happening. Um, the wife and I probably hated each other because we couldn't get any sleep. But oh, wow. after the first, yeah. yeah, after the first month, everything goes a little bit easier and you end up having more fun. You start to you know see the baby develop. She starts to care about you and know who you are as like mother and father. And things yeah. go great after that. Nice. That's six. The baby's four months old now. Yeah, four almost four months on the 29th. Uh, I think that makes her a Leo, which I don't know anything about astrology, but I'm assuming it's a good sign. Uh, me, I'm an Aquarius. The wife yeah. is a Gemini, and we ended up having a Leo. So I don't know mm-hmm. what that means, but it has to be something good. Has to be. It has to be. I'm not really too into astrology myself, but it I am also. I think I'm a Leo or a Virgo. I'm not too sure. I know I'm somewhere in there. I'm right on the cost of the two. So I'm one of the two. Well, so, let's let's hope that you're a Leo. I have no clue what the other sign is or what they do. <laughs> but a, a Leo is a lion, right? So that shit has to be cool. Yeah. Like anybody it who has, has a sign cool. of a lion. Yeah. <laughs> like shout out to Simba and them, man. Shout out to them. Yeah, I mean, but, 100%. And question, did you, did you celebrate Thanksgiving or did you do anything for Thanksgiving? Ah, uh, no, nah, man. I'm not, a, I'm not an advocate of Thanksgiving personally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, me, I'm the same way. Like, I don't mind that people celebrate it. Me, I'm just here for the food. I just enjoy yeah, eating. Um, I'm one of those people who I have to eat. And when I eat, I eat well. So, you know, that day is more so a family day. I just don't yeah. believe in the beliefs behind it. Um, here in America, yeah. I don't know how it is over there in the UK, but in America, the way that they teach Thanksgiving and the act of Thanksgiving it's really yeah. trash. So we don't it really is. practice it because of the beliefs. And, you know, me, I have Native American friends. And I read, like, yo, like, everything they taught us in those school books are lies. They're absolutely lies. So <laughs> yeah. anybody who does, like, you know, shout out to you for celebrating Thanksgiving. Me personally, I just, I'm here for the food. That's all I'm here for. Yeah, of course. That's the thing. Like, I was in, I lived in, I lived in California for a bit. And um, I went to school there and they, they taught me about Thanksgiving. And mm. I just was, I just turned around and I was like, so what makes the pilgrims any better than Hitler? And yeah. the teacher kicked me out of the class. And I was like, well, look, <laughs> I was like, look, if you, I just said to him, he was like, get out. And I was like, why? I was like, look, if you're going to be blind to the truth, that's on you. But don't teach other people to be blind to the truth. That's just fucking stupid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, you're, you're responsible for 30 people in this class. Like, why are you telling them this bullshit? Like, do you know what I mean? It's a genocide. That's what happened. So. Mm-hmm. Don't tell, like, don't, do you know what I mean it was just so crazy to me but everyone in the class was looking at me like I was crazy and I was like okay cool you guys do your thing See? I'm gonna go smoke See, some weed no problem <laughs> so you know for a fact that you were the smartest in your class man and so it's crazy because like here in the states like they don't really want to tell you the truth 
and they want yeah. you to decipher it the way that you decipher it. But the issue is if you've grown up all your life knowing that Thanksgiving is this way because of textbooks and, you know, the commercials and stuff like that, you're going to yeah. celebrate it. But then you have, if you get sat down by somebody and they say, this is actually what that means, you get a little bit more of a perspective. But I mean, exactly. America, you already know that that's why, you you know, you haven't been to America. You, you haven't been here. So like uh, America is a really shitty place, man. Really. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I was in California at the time. Mm-hmm. So all the people in my class, when I realized that they couldn't see what I was seeing when this guy you know, told the story, made me think that from, from young, they had just been very much to believe something you know, other than the truth in regards to Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I never celebrated, when I, celebrated it when I was out there, but I, um, I mean, I'd be down for the food. Like, if, if I was out there now and someone mm-hmm. wanted to do like a little Thanksgiving thing, I'd be like, yeah, I'll come for the food, but I don't really like, you know, I don't, exactly. I don't, I'm, not advocate, I'm not an advocate for it. I don't believe in the holiday, but I'm down for food because I'm even being so that's cool. Yeah, man. man <laughs> food, food is the way to live life, and anything else is uncivilized. Uh, I gotta ask you though. So you know, the yeah. name is man, uh, man like us. So I'm yeah. going to guess what this name stands for. Now, if mm-hmm. I'm absolutely wrong, just tell me I'm wrong, but don't tell me I'm right. Okay. So okay. Now I've been thinking about this. I had a drink last night, and I was thinking about. It. I was like, okay, is it Silas? Mm. Is it silence? Like, no, is it Silas? S-I-L-A-S, like Silas. Silas, no? Why? Oh, okay. What about Where did Sean? Where Silas come from? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta guess. I gotta guess. So, okay. my, so it's not Silas. It's not no. Sean. It's not no. Seth. Okay. No. It's not Steve. It's not, it's, 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 no, it's not Steve. Okay. It's not Steven. No. Okay. It's not Shad or Shad. It's going to be very difficult for you to guess. I'll give, I'll <laughs> okay. give you a hint. I'll give you a hint, though. What is that? And it's actually a hint. So I'm going to give you a hint, which is a film, but I've never seen the film. So the hint is Star Wars. What is the hint? Let me see. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so the hint is Star Wars. Let me see. Oh, did you tell me the hint or Yeah, the hint the hint is Star Wars. The hint is Star Wars. Um yeah. what is a but name on Star, Star Wars? Wars? But I've never seen Star Wars. You you shouldn't. Star Wars is honestly <laughs> it's a it, it starts out great, but then it's just it's bad. Um yeah. What is an S what is the S name in Star Star Wars? The S in Star Wars. So um, this is a hmm. name. I've got I've got a lot of names. Let me put it this way. I've got many names. You have many uh, names. Depends, so it's not depends, solo. No, it's not solo, but I do like that, but it's not that. But I've got a lot of names and this is something that this is like a what a group of people in a certain area called me for like the last three or four years. So this has been my name for like the last two or like three or four years in that area. Hmm. And you'd probably have to add an R on the end of it for it to be completely related to Star Wars. So, you're a Sky- so you are a Skywalker. Okay. Nope. Damn it. That, that's the S and R. <laughs> that, that, that is the S and R right there. Um, that is an S and an R. It is an S and an R. It's uh, the wrong one. <laughs> I, I need the people who are in here right now. I need you to guess because honestly, help me out. Like, if this was like who wants to be a millionaire, I'm using a lifeline right now. 
what <laughs> is that Star Wars reference that starts with an S and ends with an R and it's a name? Um, you know what? It's see, kind of difficult, actually. Let me make it a bit more, a little bit easier. So the, the word that begins with the S and ends in the R in Star Wars might be a part of a bigger word, but I'm not sure if it's two separate words. Okay. Or if it's so, one long word. So is your name Skylar? No. Damn it. I, I was close. That's my daughter's name. So I figured that would be cool. Guess not. That was cool. Uh, let me see. Uh, it's not Saber. Uh, it's Saber. That, that, is it Saber? It's Saber or Sabe, yeah. People call me Sabe. See? Look at that. I like that. I like that name. You got the coolest name right now. Yeah, Sabe. So this is the thing. I got a lot of names. So people call me Sabe. Sabe sort of sounds like my real name, but mm. it's not. And that's why they called me Sabe. And then people call mm. me S. Like People just call me straight S. And then I've had people call me all kinds of stuff. Iceman, Nojanga, Big Man, Mowgli. Okay. Um, I've got yeah, I've got a, lot, a bunch of different names. Munna, which is a different name. Mula, like she had Big Man. Okay. Yeah, I got a bunch of different names. I can walk through. Shocky was another name. Shocky after the um, the New York Giants player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm writing these down because from now on, I'm just like throughout the show, I'm just going to call you different names. Like, yeah, I got bad names. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good cool. grief, man. Hey, I'm, I'm just Greg. I feel like I got the boring-ass name now out of the two of us. Like, shit, like, you said Mowgli, and the only other person that I know of that's named Mowgli is the kid from The Jungle Book, which is yeah, probably, that's it's probably one of the best uh, <laughs> Disney movies and, you know, everything. So, shout out to you for having the, the coolest name on the stereo app, man. <laughs> Cheers, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's funny because the guy that called me Mowgli was this big Jamaican dude. And I remember yeah. I was in school and he was like, yeah, I was a bit of a troublemaker in it and I was a kid. And he was mm. a big Jamaican and he was like, yeah, man, you know, you're moving like Mowgli. That's how you <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we're going to go with that. I like Mowgli. We, we got to go with Mowgli, man. Or Mowgli or something like that. You know, from now on, I'm the only person that can call you that. Officially, That's like, you know, Mowgli, you, you or Mo. I, I like Mo too. So you or Mo. You or Mo today. Mo oh, no, you can't call me Mo because Mo is Mohammed and Mohammed. Uh, Oh. Everyone would assume okay. I'm Muslim. It's a whole thing. I oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah. Mowgli Let's is go. Cool. S Mowgli's is cool. fine. Uh, on my Instagram, I made the S stereo. So my Instagram is man like stereo. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I think generally, my most common name is S. Most people call me S. Is what I'd say. Like Sabe is like Sabe is. There's a lot of people that have been calling me Sabe recently. But there's more people out there that know me as S for sure. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, so so far, like you know, I don't know if anybody's familiar, but you know, like, have you ever decided to do a podcast, or have you ever been a guest on a podcast before? Not specifically a podcast. No, I have been someone who's been you know questioned about certain things, like in like mm-hmm. an office environment or brought into an office environment and been questioned about certain things, like sales, for example. So I've never had an issue with speaking. Um, like mm-hmm. publicly and I've never had an issue with you know confidence mm-hmm. in that regard I feel like a lot of people you know some people are just happy just aren't as confident with, with you know talking on topics and they spend a lot of time listening and um, yeah so I've never done a podcast specifically but I have done like public speaking if that makes sense okay yeah I, I agree but you, you have to start one I feel like in 2021 your goal is to definitely start a podcast you can do it yeah. on here already all you got to do is, you know, you can rotate guests. You can have a co-host. You, you have it. You you have it. You just got to start it. Man. 2021, I'm expecting a podcast from you. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I have been thinking about it to be honest. Um, yeah. I'm just yeah. not sure. Like, how do you monetize a pod- podcast? How do you monetize monetize a podcast outside of stereo? Um, honestly, you can monetize it here. You can monetize it on um, what is it, Anchor? or any other platforms that do that. I use Red Circle personally because I can upload all my shows the way I want to. I can pick the days that I want them to, you know, go out. I can have the artwork done and they give you advertisements as well. But most people use Anchor because it's free. You can record on your phone directly and you can have other people join in and talk to you as well. Um, but podcasting is hard, bro. It's, it's really hard. Um, yeah. Our show... Yeah, I'll show Young Black and Bothered. We have about like 250 episodes. We've been doing it for roughly two years. And that's kind of like, that's a hard task to even go through like 10 episodes. But I mean, you right now, you probably got at least 40 or 50 episodes that you, you know, you've done on here that yeah. be content. So I tell people, if you were on here on stereo, you technically are a podcaster. You just have to make it a business. Um, you can yeah. reach out to advertisers and things like that, and they'll make you money. They'll go and say, you know what? For every thousand listens that you get, we'll give you $25 or something like that. So it's basically something called CPM. And the CPM is per thousand listens. So if you get your listeners up in here, because you have a thousand followers, right? So if you have a thousand followers, that's a thousand people who can listen to your show. They listen to your show. That's $25 for each episode you do. And the more advertisements you get in your show, the more money you accrue over time. And that's interesting. Yeah. And the cheat code is when you actually do a podcast, like when you create a podcast, that's your business. So when it comes to tax season the following year, you can say, hey, this is what I, you know, spent on my podcast. I bought a microphone. I bought a new computer. I bought this. So you end up making money. Yeah, Yeah, I'm cool with that. I've owned a few businesses, so I'm I'm good at writing stuff off, let's say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, um this is the thing because you know stereo you know the stereo money i don't think i don't think the stereo money is taxable in england mm-hmm. because in england there's a law which is that if you win money in gambling like if you mm-hmm. win money from uh, in the casino for example you don't have to pay tax on that money so if i go and win a million pounds in a casino i don't pay tax on that so i mm-hmm. think stereo because it's competition and it's not guaranteed and there's no contractual involvement because of that it's, it's almost like gambling but i'm using i'm gambling my time to potentially win money so i think because of that i wouldn't have to pay tax for, for the stereo yeah. money yeah i mean either way for you like matt i feel like you'll make enough money from here that honestly you can yeah. start your own podcast you can go and say you know what i want to buy a microphone um the only thing when it comes to podcasts and i tell every single person that will listen do not get a Blue Yeti mic. That is probably the worst mic to start podcasting with because once you do that, like you can't edit your audio crisp. You can't go and talk the way you want to talk. Like right now we're on our phones, but you can actually plug in a Blue Yeti mic to this. The issue is the audio is going to sound terrible. So I suggest getting like the Audio-Technica AT2100. So that's a great microphone. It's like it has an XLR port and it also has a USB port. So you can plug it into your computer or an interface. So if you decide, you know what, I'm going to travel to go and see somebody and do a podcast, you know, whenever we get back to normal, you can go ahead and plug that into their soundboard or their interface. And then you can record live and direct from there. Nice. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm definitely thinking about it. Don't get me wrong. The truth is my ultimate aim right now is to get into property. That's what I'm trying to get into. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I've, I can make I make decent money in my in my career anyway. 
And um, like I mentioned, I was self-employed for years uh, up until the beginning of this year. I stopped being self-employed. And mm-hmm. um, my, my aim right now is to get is to get onto the property ladder. I want to buy two houses mm-hmm. and I want to, you know, renovate them and make them so that I can rent out rooms, basically. Mm-hmm. There's a big market for that in the UK. And yeah. Um, yeah, as soon as I've got two, hopefully within a few years, I'll have four. And then I want to build that up to the point where I've got 15 or 20. And then I'll just be, you know, sipping sipping on some whiskey on the yeah. beach somewhere. That's the, that's the plan, the life plan. Yeah, like, I, like, damn, you, that's amazing, bro. Like, have, now, when you talk about doing homes and stuff, are yeah. you just investing in homes or are you attempting to flip them? Because here in the States, flipping yeah. is like, it's a big deal. Um, people get those... Um, like apartments, uh, like the four unit apartments, and they yeah. flip those. They'll stay in one apartment and then they rent out the other three, and they're pretty much the landlord. And once they do that, you know that money accrues over time. And all you have to do is exactly. do like the maintenance and everything like that. Um, yeah. I'm not the right person to talk about it, but I listen to a lot of shows, and I have a friend that does like money flipping with homes. And yeah. the things that he says, I'm like, yo, why have I not started that? Oh yeah, bro. That's what it is. And when you say flip, do you mean to sell the property, or do you yeah. mean flip the money? Because I mean, well, personally, they... I would I would never sell the property. If I bought a property in England, I would never sell it because the richest people in the world are are not cash rich. They're just very good at managing debt. They just manage mm-hmm. debt in the correct way. So, for example, if a, if a multi millionaire is going to go out there and buy a building that's worth a hundred million, he's not taking out loans, you know, yeah. on his own. On his, like, he's going to take out a mortgage. But he's not trying to get the cash together to buy it. He's just thinking about if he gets the mortgage for it, can he manage that debt in a way that is profitable for him? Mm. Um, you know, on a monthly scale. Because if it is profitable for him on a monthly scale, it will pay itself off. The debt will pay itself, mm-hmm. or the in- the income from the debt will pay for the debt. If that makes sense, and he'll just, you know he'll gain a residual uh, revenue stream. So the whole idea for me would be to start off with like residential, like small residential properties. You know, mm. buy a property that would cost me something like um, on a monthly on a monthly scale, it would cost me under a thousand pounds, and make mm. the property generate two thousand pounds. So that's literally mm. the whole like, our whole idea. And if I can do that to a big enough point, then I would look at developing um, a block of apartments or you know mm. a little estate of, of houses or something like that. That would be later mm. on down the line. Yeah, and that right there that that creates generational wealth. Um, the fact that you're saying yeah. that, like. It, it has to happen um, here in the States. Uh, when we talk about like flipping homes, it's usually those multi units or the four units and the people, either they live in them or they just, you know, they rent them out. Uh, we have here in D.C. a lot of colleges and a lot of, you know, people who are just, you know, in town for a year and then they're out of town for a year and stuff like that. And yeah. they don't want to go and buy a home because D.C. kind of priced itself out when it comes to the market. So the average home in D.C. goes for about five hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Um, and it's insane to even think about that because there are a lot of people who don't make that in DC. Um, the average yeah. salary is about like 80,000 in DC, but the issue is after taxes and things like that, you're probably pulling in like 62 to 65. And a lot of people, when they move to DC, they figure, Oh, well, this is an affluent town. It's going to be great to live here. But I'm like, yeah, either you're going to pay $500,000 for a home or you're going to pay $2,000 for a one bedroom apartment. And when I tell my friends that they're like, there's no way your rent costs a mortgage. I'm like, well, a lot of people don't 
come into the world with like thirty to forty thousand dollars that they can just go and buy a home and have you know a twelve hundred dollar like mortgage. So they have exactly. to pay two thousand dollars for rent. It's it's crazy to think about. It's crazy, and to be fair, five hundred grand in America, from my understanding, is quite a lot because, yeah. like in England, like, five, like in London, five hundred grand is standard, but it's based off of the amount of land available. So the amount of land available here is just extremely tiny in comparison to America. Mm-hmm. So you could buy a house in London for five hundred grand. It might not be the best house. It might not be in the best area, but it is doable. But as soon as you start moving into nicer areas those prices go through the roof. So I'm going to start outside of London. I want to start mm-hmm. in cities outside of London, cities that I know already and have lived in. And then eventually as I've built it up, I can move closer and closer to buying properties in London as well. But the property price in London right now is ridiculous. Like there are, there are houses out here that just look real basic and they're like a million pounds. Exactly. Just question. Yeah. You would mention the cities outside of London. So for me, I've been to London, but you know, for me, it was more so a tourist thing. And I guess since we're basically on the topic of our towns and our cities, what would be a town or cities that you would want to live in in London for somebody who's planning on moving there, potentially wants to move there or always thought about how life would be in London? Oh, wow. Okay. So it depends on what vibe you want, man, because you've got like the more suburbial lifestyle. So you've got London. When you speak about London, it's normally like north, south, east and west is what you talk about. So ideally, you don't want to move to South London ideally right especially if you're not from london you don't want to you don't want to move to south london you can go to south london you can't move to south london it's not as dangerous as people say it is um but it is extremely dangerous in certain parts so if you don't know where you're going or if you're new to the city you don't want to be rolling around this you know south london because you you're eventually going to run into something that you don't want to run into Mm -hmm. so i would personally stay away from south if you if you've got a family i would probably stay west or north london on the nicer sides of west or northwest um, on the nicer side so that's where you can be moving out into the suburbs you'd probably be 30 minutes away from the city centre from like mm-hmm. Oxford Street Buckingham Palace Leicester Square from those areas so you'll never be too far away because of the train but that's more the family vibe if you're going for like um, you know a single professional vibe the options are endless so you can live in so many areas in London um, mm-hmm. the two the two main areas would be Camden and Shoreditch so Camden and Shoreditch would be like the most hipster, progressive, gentrified areas where it's very urban and it's very, it's very like youthful. So those mm-hmm. areas are where I personally would move if if I wanted to spend a certain amount of money or be or live a certain lifestyle, like a more fun party vibed lifestyle. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's making me want to move this shit. Um, if, you, if you guys will take us, but you know, you know, everything that's been going on here, nobody wants us anymore. We're just like, you know, the, the country nobody wants to move to or be at right now. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't personally move to America. I lived in America for like the best part of two years, uh, back and forth, uh, between mm-hmm. the age of like when I, was, when I was 16 and 17. And I don't think I would move to America full time, like unless I was really rich, unless I had a lot of money behind me. Sorry, guys. Grace experiencing experiencing some technical difficulties. 
Let's play some messages. Let's see what you guys are saying. Greetings, my spiritual brothers and all my spiritual brothers and sisters listening. We are embarking on December 21st, the age of the Aquarius, which is very powerful in our evolution of humanity on all levels. Those who have not done the inner and outer workings during this process of quarantine and pandemic will be left in the old world, while individuals that have done the inner and outer workings ascend to the new earth. So, welcome, my spiritual brothers and sisters, to this powerful decade that is upon us now. Cool. Okay. All right, thanks, All right. My thanks, thanks for the uh, enlightenment. Absolutely. Just for that. Cool. So yeah, what about <laughs> what about in DC then, Greg? So if I was to move to DC, I'm 27 years old. I'm single. Mm-hmm. I'm like a, I'm a professional. You know, I work in I work in a corporate environment, or I've, or, I'm, or I'm self-employed. Um, I have, mm-hmm. let's, just, let's just say I have my own business. Where in DC? Where, where should I go? Um, you're actually you're going to live like Center City, DC. So you want to live pretty much either on U Street. 8th Street, or you'll probably live in DuPont Circle when you first move to D.C. The reason why is because that's where all, you know, the jobs are. It's close to your office, so it's in walking distance. You can do the bike thing. You can do the scooter thing. And, you know, you have some semblance of life. Uh, Grocery stores, you probably might not find many. Uh, You'll have to, like, walk a mile in order to get to them because there's more office buildings than actual, like, places to shop shop. But you can go to, like, any CVS or, like, some convenience store to get the things that you need. Um, alternatively, you can live in like Arlington or, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, Alexandria. Once you live in those two, like you actually have grass, you have grass, you'll see squirrels, you'll see things like, damn, like, wait, DC doesn't have squirrels. (laughs) They do, but there's, there's rarely any trees there. Um, but I tell anybody that does move to DC, um, you might want to get a car. Um, the reason why is because DC, even though you live there, you're going to want to travel out. And hiking is a new thing in D.C. and it's like 45 minutes outside of it. So you're going to need a car. Um, Working in D.C., it's all about proximity. I tell people, if you do take a job in D.C., take one in D.C. Because a lot of people move to D.C. to actually be here, but they'll go and get a job that's in Virginia. So it's like, oh, I work in Tyson's Corner. If you work in Tyson's Corner, you're going to need a car. It's about 45 minutes outside of the city. And if you don't use the transportation system, you have to drive. So that yeah. is like paramount. You see, um, I'd, say the op- these- I'd say the opposite thing if you came to London. If you came to London, most of the jobs that you're going to get in London are going to be in, in and around like zones one and two, which is like the city center, like downtown and out and just outside of that. And you do not want to mm-hmm. drive there. Like driving there, you oh, know, yeah. you got to pay congestion charge. So you got to pay £12 a day to drive in those areas, number one. Then you've got to pay for parking. It's very extremely difficult to get free parking in those areas. So mm-hmm. majority of people in London, especially professionals, don't drive. Like me personally, I don't have a car. It's just it's just it's literally just a waste of money for me. And um, yeah. you know, I, I can't I can't drive it to and from work. And if I'm going out on the weekend, I'm probably going to be having a few drinks. So there's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of weekend days where I'm not going to be driving anyway because I'll be drinking. So yeah, a car mm-hmm. is not a necessity in London at all. There are loads of professionals yeah. in London without cars, 100%. Yeah. So it's similar in D.C. Like, honestly, if you don't want to do things that are not in D.C., then you don't need a car as well. Because most of the times you'll probably be drinking anyway, because D.C., yeah. every day is a drinking day. Um, 
there's bars on every corner. There's like restaurants on every corner, you know, when we could actually go outside and do those things. But when we did, um, don't be surprised on Monday if your job decides to have a happy hour and the happy hour could be at your office at four o'clock. And then, you know, the open bar doesn't end until seven or eight o'clock. And obviously you have oh, stuff wow. like Monday night football and things like DC has a lot of things to do. And that's why people stay. But once people decide that they want to have families and they get into relationships, they move to the outside of D.C., which is considered the DMV area. DMV stands for the District of Columbia, Maryland and Virginia. Basically, D.C. is kind of like a, a awkward, like diamond shape. And Maryland and Virginia sit on the outside of that. And the older that you get, the further out into Maryland and Virginia you want to live in. So me personally, I live in Silver Spring. The reason why I live there is because it's the most affordable, but it also gives you all the amenities that you want. Like you can find an apartment in D.C. and you can pay $2,000 in rent, but you might not have a washer and dryer. Your apartment might not have a pool. You want all these things. The older you get, you're like, okay, I just want everything readily accessible to me. And yeah. me, I don't want to walk to a laundromat. That's my rule of thumb. Nowhere I live, I, can, I can't I can have a home that doesn't have a washer and dryer in it. And that's a law for me. So Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then the pool thing, it's nice because you don't have to worry about paying like for a recreational pass or anything like that. The pool's just there. So, you know, for a fact, you get up, you want to go to the pool, you put your towel down at your apartment, and you can go back to your house whenever you want. So that's a really big perk. But back into the DMV situation... Virginia is pretty much like where everybody who is fresh out of college when they graduate, where they move to, because that's where they want to be. Like, okay, I'm I'm grown tired of D.C. I can go into D.C. when I want, but I want to live in Virginia. The issue is the taxes in Virginia are insane. Oh, taxes are insane. Taxes change state by state. Yeah, state by state, they definitely change. Uh, D.C. is probably the cheaper of the three, but the issue with taxes in D.C. is you're taxed for every single thing. Um, D.C. has this law where you have to pay like 10 cent tax on like plastic bags, which most people say that's ridiculous, but it is what it is when it comes to D.C. They have to make their money. Um, D.C. also has the highest, I want to say they have the highest in our nation when it comes to like parking parking and ticketing. So DC has everything with like zoned parking, but they will give you a $50 ticket if you were like four minutes late on your parking like meter. So just be aware if you do do the DC thing, just know you have to pay for your parking. And that's everywhere in DC. It doesn't matter if you're looking at the Washington Monument or if you're at the White House or if you're just parking to go to a friend's house, you have to pay for parking. Okay, so how would you describe DC in regards to like, would you say it's a friendly city? Would you say it's a dangerous city? Would you say it's mixed? Would you say like there's a lot of parts of the city that you wouldn't want to go to, or most of it's nice to go to? Like, what, what, how is it in that regard? Honestly, DC is probably more friendly than it used to be. Um, it had a high murder rate maybe 20 years ago, and there's none of that anymore because it's been gentrified to the point where pretty much every spot in DC is safe as long as you, you know, you stay to yourself. Like, if you're not out here, you know dressing like you know like i have money like if you're just who you are nobody messes with you um there is hey um i think he had the um i think he had the best uh yeah best typing description for your show there i like it oh cheers rashad 
appreciate that. Shout out to Greg for that one, man. That was all Greg. Yeah. Definitely yeah. showed Greg some love. Absolutely. I don't know what is going on with stereo. It just kind of like froze me, and then I, you know, I got to stop speaking. I guess so. Yeah, it keeps been glitching out, man. This whole week is. I haven't been on a lot this week, but it has been glitching out, man. Um, yeah, all kinds of stuff happening. Like the listeners dropping, like messages not coming through. Uh, yeah. All kinds of stuff been going on this week. So yeah, man, I don't know what's been going on with stereo. So yeah. Fix it up. So if I freeze, yeah, so yeah, if I freeze, if I freeze, I'll just you know force close and I'll just come back because I mean it's that simple, but still. Um, but what were you about to say? Yeah, so DC. So see, from what I from what I understood about DC, I've heard that it's quite a dangerous city. That there's a lot of violence mm-hmm. there, but I think it's the same as London. Like the certain parts of London, like Shoreditch, is a very newly gentrified part mm-hmm. of London. So Camden is like very famous for being like very rock and roll, very colourful, loads of different cultures, loads of different foods. But now shortage is sort of taken over and it's because of gentrification and because, you know, 15 years ago, that was the hood. That was like, you don't go to shortage. You don't, you don't walk through shortage. Do you know what I mean? That's just stupid. Like, do you know what I mean? But, but now, obviously, it's been gentrified. It's the same with a lot of areas in London, but London is actually huge. Like, it's, it's a very big city. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've lived in London for, for years. I've been in and around London my whole life pretty much. And, um, you know, I, there's even loads, there's loads of parts of London that I haven't been to. Do you know what I mean, mm. just because I've had I've had no reason to go there other than I haven't been there, kind of thing. So mm. it's a bit mad, and you've got a lot of different like London changes a lot depending on where you are. So yeah, depending yeah. on where you are, depending on where you are in London, it changes a lot. Like you've got like East London, which is very sort of a little bit more Cockney, it's a little bit more hood, a little bit more urban culture. You've got South London, which is very sort of like very hood to be honest, but there's a lot of cool mm. places there. You'll find a lot more like Nigerians and Ghanaians and Ugandans in South London. Um, in North, in certain parts of North London, you'll find the loads of Turkish communities or Greek communities or Cypriot communities. So it changes a lot. Like when you go through different areas, you've got some areas that are very white British. You've got some areas that are extremely diverse. Mm-hmm. You've got areas that are like historical and more old school family vibes. You've got younger areas. Like it's crazy. There's a lot, a lot going on in London for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, for me, like DC is kind of the same when it comes to it because we, when we went to London, actually, let me talk about London. So we went to uh, Pimlico when we were in London. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not too familiar of the town, but it was pretty fun. We were there for like, let me ask my wife, how many how many days were we there? We were there for like four days. So for me, I don't feel like I got the full experience. Yeah. So, like, we went to a wedding there that was in Brixton, and we stayed in Pimlico. And oh, yeah, you're in South. See, Brixton's bless. Brixton's, like, back in the day, Brixton was a rough place. Like, you did not want to be rolling through Brixton, but I love Brixton, man. Brixton. <laughs> yeah, okay. Brixton's, uh, Brixton. Pimlico, I know Pimlico as well. So, Pimlico is not bad at all. Like, it's <laughs> south, but this is Brixton and Pimlico, like, just south. They're just <laughs> about south, like, just south of the sea. If you yeah. go further and further south it gets worse and worse basically oh so yeah. I, I guess i have to ask like if i'm in dc or, or if i'm in london for yeah. a week what am i going to do as a tourist oh bro well see, see it depends what you like so you've got obviously a lot of historical stuff so you've got like buckingham palace you've got the natural history museum so like museum of history you've got the science <laughs> museum you've got a lot of art galleries there's always events on for different musicians and different like local talent. So it depends what you're into. If you're someone who likes to come and understand like the architecture and the history, 
you know, you're going to go and visit. The first place most people go, I reckon, is Buckingham Palace. A Buckingham mm-hmm. Palace is normally the first stop on people's list. They'll walk up and down, you know, the, the Queen's Road, which is the road that leads to Buckingham Palace. They'll, you know, mess around with the guards. They'll walk around the other monuments that are there. So you've got Trafalgar Square, which is very, like, right mm-hmm. next to Buckingham Palace. Um, and then once they've gotten a bit of history down them, I reckon they'll probably end up in somewhere like Leicester Square. So Leicester Square is a square in central London that has got all of the major sort of cinemas. So like the View Cinema, the Odeon, and that's where you'll find all the movie premieres. But when there's no movie premieres on, it's all just bars and restaurants and clubs. So it's a big square, a huge square. I'm talking like, you know, it'll take you a good five or six minutes to walk around the whole thing. Like just if you're walking straight, not stopping. Um, and there's just it's just filled with restaurants and bars. But see, for someone like me, that's quite a touristy spot. I don't really go out in Leicester Square because it's just full of like tourists. You know what I mean, um, yeah. But yeah, as a tourist, that's where you go. Then I'd say the first three or four days, you're basically going to spend walking. You're going to see, you know, Piccadilly Circus, like all the lights. It's sort of like our little version of Times Square in New York. So you'll go and see that. You'll take some pictures. You'll probably go to go to Hamleys which is like, I think it's the biggest toy store in Europe. Very historical as well. Like it's the kind of place where back in the day, the, uh, the lords and leaders and royalty would, would shop for their children. Um, it's very, it's commercialized now. It's affordable, but shopping you know, is a big shopping culture. If you wanted to do more, again, touristic stuff, you'd probably go to like London Eye. So London Eye is the big Ferris wheel, which is opposite the Houses of Parliament. So you'll do all of that in one day, Houses of Parliament, London Eye, You'll look at Tower Bridge, which is the main bridge in London over the River Thames, which opens up. Um, yes, yeah, so there's a lot of sights to see. There's literally a lot of sights, you know, endless sights to see. You've got Windsor Castle, which is just outside of London. Um, you've got the dungeons in London where they used to, you know, keep criminals and, you know, like torture them and do all kinds of wild stuff. And you can do the tours there. There's an endless amount of touristic stuff to do in London for sure. But if you want to party as well, like, mate, there's endless amounts of bars, endless bars, clubs, and restaurants. I, I haven't even, I've been to so many bars in London, and I probably haven't even made it then into how many there actually is. Now, what are your personal favorites, though, that you know oh, for a fact? Oh, Shoreditch, mate, Shoreditch all day. I can go to Shoreditch, close my eyes, spin around in a circle, and point, and open my eyes, and wherever I'm pointing, I'll walk into. Like, I'm <laughs> so confident in, in most of the bars in Shoreditch. They're all very cool. Music's okay. normally good. All the people that you'll find there are normally on a very good vibe. There's not really a lot of violence there. It's very chilled. Um, there's a lot of places there which we would class as speakeasies. So they're places, you know, like where you can speak to people easily, basically. That's where that comes from. Okay. Um, more bar culture than clubbing culture. There are, there are a few big clubs there, but on any given night out, you'll find me in Shoreditch. And most people that come to London like of a certain age will definitely be in Shoreditch at one point or another. Guaranteed. And I feel like DC is kind of the same thing. Um, DC, when you yeah. come here, you obviously look at the monuments. You look for like the American history. Um, people go to the White House, but you know the White House is like you can see it on TV. And I tell people yeah. that should be like the first day. Do all the tourist things. Go to the White House. Go to the Capitol. Go and do the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, because. Everything is in like a two to three mile radius anyway. So you can pretty much yeah. do them all in a day if you wanted to. Um, after you do that, I tell people to do the museums 
after you do the monument. So the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, that's probably yeah. one of the the best museums that there are. We had the museum before, but they shut down like two or three years ago. But the National Air and Space Museum is probably one of the best that are still standing. We also have the National Gallery of Art. I tell people to do that. Um, but if you're in town for the right time of year, which is cherry blossom season, it's the best yeah. time to come to CDC. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. There's no snow. Um, you don't really have to wear a jacket at all. You can come outside with the hoodie. You can come outside with a T-shirt, whatever you want to do. I would do it for cherry blossom season. It's probably one of the most beautiful ways to view D.C. is during yeah. cherry blossom season. The photos so, come out perfectly. All that. Is cherry blossom in reference to like the spring? Yes. So pretty much yeah, that's okay. D.C.'s way of saying that they are, you know, like D.C. is going from the winter season to, you know, the spring and the fall. It's basically a three week festival where, you know, people have like parades, they have citywide events. But that's the one point in the year where the cherry blossom trees are at their fullest and they blossom. And pretty much I think we're the only yeah, we're the only city that I know of that has cherry blossoms. They were a gift from um Lady Helen Taft. Um she was one of the president's wives, you know, I guess it was like nineteen twelve. And the Japanese government gifted three thousand of these cherry trees and people come from all over the world to yeah, they want to see the cherry blossoms. And not only do they blossom, they look fantastic. Um, if you live in D.C., if you've ever lived here, if you travel here, you know for a fact that they look awesome. So cherry blossom season for me, I tell people come then because it's the best time of year. It's cherry blossom season. Then you have like you have the MLK Memorial, which I feel like me personally being a black man, like I want everybody yeah. to go see that monument. Because it's 100%. not only it's sitting in a perfect area, it's just fantastic to look at. So definitely go and check out all the African-American heritage and all of the monuments there. You'll have fun. And outside of like the touristy things, you have to drink. Um, when you come to D.C., there's no way you're not having a night where you're drinking. Um, you're drinking at dinner. You're drinking at brunch. You're drinking at the parties and the clubs and stuff like that. DC used to have a really, really prominent nightlife um, where there was like a nightclub on every other corner. And now it's kind of trickled into brunches and like, you know, things that they start at 10 a.m. in the morning and then they don't end until two o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. And yeah. people love it. Yeah. A lot of people, when they come to DC, they ask like, are our bars like, do they have closing early? Our bars don't close before 3 a.m. Yeah. Same on the news. Yeah. Yeah, usually our bars, like, the last call is around, like, 2.45. Yeah. And D.C. does have later bars. I can't say the names because, you know, confidentiality and stuff like that. But they have after hours where once those call, you know, those bars close at 3 a.m., there are other bars that you can go to after that close at 7 or 8 a.m. Pretty much, like, until the sun comes up, you can be still partying. So, so what, I tell so people like, when... You know, with bars, okay. when you say bars, right? So, in England, we have, like, we have pubs, right? So mm -hmm. we have pubs, then we have bars, then we have clubs. So you've got pub culture. So pubs normally close around 11, 12, or 1 o'clock in the morning, depending on the day. Mm -hmm. um, but pub culture is very different from bar culture. So I'll describe both. Mm -hmm. You can tell me where the bars fit in, like the other okay. DC bars, because I feel like it's going to be leaning more towards one than the other. So pubs are very casual. Like I can go to a pub dressed pretty much however I want. Um, and you know, there's very light music playing loads of people and it's more of like a watering hole is what it's known as like, you just go there to drink. 
Do you know what I mean? You guys drink with your friends and just have jokes, but you can all speak easily. It's like well lit. It's not too dark. It's not really a place where you would dance and stuff. But then if you go to a bar, when you go to a bar, you normally dress better. So you'll have to dress better to get into most bars. You'll have to wear certain shoes. You'll have to have a certain dress code. Um, the music will be louder, be a bit darker, more of a dancing, you know, sort of environment. So where does the D- the bars in DC fit into that? Is that more of like a pub or are they more like, like bars in, in that regard? Okay. So actually, I kind of like broke it down. I had to write it down while you were talking. So there's four mm-hmm. different types of like establishments like these. So you have beer gardens, you have pubs, you have bars, and then you have clubs. So DC has a variety mm-hmm. of folk, yeah. like all four. So I'll start with the beer gardens. Beer gardens, obviously, you know, you can go in, you know, come as you are. They specialize in just beer or, you know, like, I don't want to say just beer, but more so that's their exclusivity. They do have alcohol and like, you know, hard liquor, but they specialize in specialized beer. So you might have a local beer that that's what their beer garden hold, you know, holds and that's what they serve. But they also yeah. cater to, you know, the family. So you can bring in a stroller and sit at a beer garden. So there's that. The pub is usually, like you said, like a casual speakeasy where the like the maximum amount of people you might have in there, maybe 50 to 60 people. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of space, you know, you might see a live band there, but the pub itself is where people go to, you know, just be casual. Then you have the bars. So the bars, like for example, there's Adams Morgan. Adams Morgan is a strip where it has a collective of everything. So it has clubs, it has bars, it has pubs and it has beer gardens. So the bars in DC specifically, you might go in there and you see sports. You can go in there on a Sunday and watch football. You can go in there, you know, and have lunch or something like that. So a bar here in the States, it could mean anything. That's like the grander variety. So you can say yeah. this bar, it has a pub, but it's also a club at night. And finally you have the club. So the clubs, it's you have clubs. to have a dress code. Yeah. Clubs, okay. definitely. Obviously they have the dress codes. They're fancy. And the difference between them and bars is not just the dress code. It's when you actually would go. Um, you can go to a bar at 11 or 12 o'clock in the afternoon here yeah. in D.C., but a club doesn't open until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So that's our little differences. Me personally, I like the bars. The reason why is because the prices are good. Um, on average, you can get a beer in D.C. for about six to seven bucks. You can get a a drink on like happy hour for maybe like four to five dollars um you can buy a bottle at a nightclub which i feel like is way too expensive but those yeah. cost about like three or four hundred dollars so your bottle of gray goose that you would normally buy for like 50 bucks at yeah. a nightclub it's probably 450 dollars because you know inflation yeah. experience things like that a pub a beer usually uh i'd say like a 16 ounce beer would probably cost you about 12 bucks and 16 ounce yeah. So 16 ounces, like, how much is it? Is that like a pint? Yeah, it's about a pint, yeah. It's about a pint. Right? Buy- yeah, cool. All right, cool. Yes. So you have a pint, a pint for about like $11, $12. Um, but then they have specials too. Um, every bar that you go to in DC, they have their own specials. It's not like every bar has their own like set prices. Like one bar you can go into and you're like, oh, I got a vodka tonic and it cost me six bucks. But then you can go to one down the street and they'll charge 10 bucks because it's a popular bar. It's a popular yes, pub or something pop, like pop, that. Pop. Well, that's the yeah. thing. See, it's funny because in England, it's like to go to a bar, most bars have a dress code. I will not get into mm-hmm. a bar wearing like, you know, trainers and a hat, for example, like sneakers and yeah. a hat. Even if I'm wearing the sickest sneakers, they don't give a mm-hmm. shit. So 
beer gardens are normally attached to pubs, so you'll only find the beer garden if you've got a pub. So what's your drink of choice? If me and you are going uh, out, let's just say like, let's say we go to a bar and it's like 10 p.m. What's your drink mm-hmm. of choice? What, 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 am I get? what am I getting you? I say, hey, Greg, let me get you a drink. What are you drink? <laughs> Uh, for me, it is definitely whiskey on the rocks or bourbon on the rocks. Uh, oh, the yeah. Reason, yeah, I, I'm a bourbon guy. I've gone to like Kentucky. I've done the whole bourbon trail and nice. I found like appreciation for bourbon. Now I can drink vodka. The issue for me is every time I drink vodka, it's always a bad night. Either I fall asleep standing somewhere or yeah. I end up just, you know, calling myself a cab home because vodka just doesn't agree with me. Um, I am a oh, gin exactly fan. Yeah. You said you're the same way? exactly the same and i've even got a theory as to what it is and it's not a racial thing but i just can't drink white spirits i can't drink vodka i can't drink gin i can't drink white rum like white rum is probably the one that i'll get along the most with but all of those i just uh i'm asking for trouble basically i'm 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 setting myself up to fail with those drinks i'll tell you a funny story i'll tell you a funny story so the last time that i remember drinking vodka we went to this club that was in DC at the time. It was called Club Love. And we went in there and they had a free drinking hour. So basically from nine o'clock to eleven o'clock, it was free drinks. So all you had to what? do was walk. Yeah. So DC does do that. Wait, so I would die. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling you, it's fun. So basically you go into these bars and they call them open bars. So yeah, yeah. you RSVP online and once you RSVP, when you get to the line at the door. They usually open up between nine and 10 and they say, you know what, do you have your text message or do you have like your invite? Once you show them your invite, they give you a band and then you walk into the door. Once you walk into the door, everybody goes immediately to the bar. Now, obviously, these being free drinks, everybody's going to be rushing to the bar. So it might take you 10 to 15 minutes to get a drink. The yeah. bartender, the bartender initially says, what do you want to drink? And they learn your drinks because you're there like, you know, every five minutes getting another one. So you yeah. can say, hey, I, I want to have a whiskey ginger. You get a whiskey ginger and it's about like if you have a what is it, like an eight ounce cup, six ounces are the actual alcohol, two ounces yeah. are the soda. And then you might get two ice cubes. Yeah. The, re- the reason why they do this is because they want you to be drunk faster, but you don't get to pick your options of the grade of the liquor. So you're not going to get Maker's Mark. You're not going to get Jameson. You're going to get like a Kentucky gentleman level bourbon. Which yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you're like, hey, why not? It's free, so I'll drink it. And honestly, a lot of bourbons taste similar when you mix them with things. So yeah, you know, you and I, if we, you know, you came to DC, I'm like, hey, we're gonna go and hit an open bar first. That's usually where we go first for the first time of the night. You go and you get your, you know, three or four drinks, and at that point, you have a buzz. Once you go and get your buzz, then you go to a nightclub or a pub or something like that. Me, I stick yeah. with the pubs because. I don't do dress codes. I'm at the age, I'm 33. I don't really want to put on slacks and like dress shoes in order to get into it. Yeah, trust me, I know. I'm the same. Yeah, I, I absolutely hate it. And DC is really strict about their clubs having like dress codes because they want you to be presentable. They want you to honestly attract the men and women that you want to date. So it's one of those things where it's an experience, but it's also kind of like a hierarchy when it comes to like lifestyles at night. But me, pubs i can get in with my jordans i can get in with like honestly if i wanted to wear flip-flops i'm sure i could it would be kind of tacky to go to a bar with flip-flops on but yeah, i think people do it, it. wait so let me ask you this so in regards to the open bar right mm-hmm. what what happens if i go up to the bar and say i want like i want five bourbons on the rocks then what can i only have one or is that i can have as many as i want well here's the thing 
it depends yeah. on the bar. So some bars will actually let you get away with that. They'll say, okay, he got to the bar. He asked for the five, you know, whiskeys. You can go and get those because you can say, you know what? My friends are here. I'm just grabbing them for us. And then we're doing that. But you can, continue, yeah, you can continuously come back to the bar and they don't have a limit. They don't say, hey, you know, you've had four drinks. They're not going to cut you off until like you're so drunk that like you're pissing on yourself. Like that's Good, open I would bar. Die, though, like, I, can't, yeah. I can't be involved with an open bar. I'll be dead. Like I'll die. In it. Like, I go, you know, like I'm, I'm Asian. So I'm, I'm like half Indian. Right. So <laughs> like, bro, we have like our culture is about drinking in it. So. Uh-huh. An Asian wedding, an Indian wedding, and the part of India that I'm from is called uh-huh. Punjab. Mm-hmm. So when you go to like a Punjabi wedding, it's the only mm-hmm. place you'll go in this country where there's an open bar and they walk around and put spirits on everyone's tables, like hard liquor on everyone's mm-hmm. table. So you start off where you walk in, the bar's open, but they only really serve like beers and ales and like pale ales and like you know, maybe some craft beers if you're in like a cool if you're in a cool wedding. And then as soon as you've eaten like the real bar opens with all the spirits and then they come around and they put on everyone's table, they'll put like two bottles of whiskey, a bottle of rum and a bottle of wine and a bottle mm-hmm. of vodka. They just put it on everyone's table. And if you if you finish it, they just keep bringing more and more bottles. Yeah. So in every single one of those scenarios I have been in, I've basically died because there's no oh. stopping at that point. It's just like, it's just, it's just like there's so, because it's so drinks so easily accessible, I'm mm-hmm. getting handed drinks from all angles and drinking all of them, and it's mad. So I've said to myself, "Look, next time I go to one of these weddings, I'm just not going to drink." I, yeah. It's just if I, as soon as I've had three, I'm having seventeen. There's no stopping <laughs> it. So I'm yeah. just going not going to drink all. And if it had an open bar, the same thing would happen for sure. Yeah, for me, I'm the same way when it comes to drinking. Um, honestly, I don't attend weddings that don't have an open bar. Um, the yeah. reason why is because I've been to weddings where you have to pay, and it's like. I'm already here for your wedding. I don't really want to pay for the drinks. That's not to be yeah, an asshole. It's just more so. It's like, look, like it's an experience that was supposed to come with the package. So, me, open bars are the only way I'm showing up to your wedding. Uh, also, <laughs> yeah. I, I've been to, I've been to dry weddings, and I do not advise them. The reason why is because people are still going to sneak in alcohol, and I don't want to be the person that sneaks in alcohol and I'm drunk and everybody else is sober. So that's number two. No, forget a dry wedding. That's stupid. You guys yeah. like a dry wedding to me. Is a wedding that I'm just going to send a gift to, and I'm not going to shop. Exactly. And I'll tell them. I'll tell them. Look, I'm not going to be there. Like that's ridiculous. I can't. I can't sit through this whole day of mad shit that I don't care about if I'm not drunk. Especially. Exactly. Um. So <laughs> for, for my wife, like my wife and I, we went in 2017. We went to 14 weddings. 14 weddings. Three bar mitzvahs. Wow. Um. Three baby showers. We. Honestly, I, I feel like that year everybody was just doing whatever they wanted. Like, oh, we're getting married. Oh, we're having a kid. Oh, we're doing that. I'm like, fuck. Like, but is there alcohol? Like, I, I just need to know if there's alcohol at these events. And I feel like everything you do has to have some alcohol in it in order for me to be involved. That doesn't mean I'm an alcoholic or a drunk. I just honestly, it may, it enhances the experience. And DC, just tying it all in, DC's experiences are better off with alcohol. A lot of them are like the nightlife, the brunches. Yeah. I don't think I actually touched on the brunches, so I'll, I'll make like a really brief like topic about that. Brunches in DC, they usually are from ten o'clock to three o'clock. Yeah. The issue with the brunches, though, are people go for the actual food. Me, I go for the alcohol. The reason why is because. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you go to a brunch, like you have to know which type of brunches you're going to. When you see a brunch in D.C., there's three different options. One is the all, you know, all you can eat. The 
other one is the all you can eat and all you can drink and then the third one is usually like a drag brunch or something with a theme to it um me personally i don't mind the drag brunches my wife loves them because you know they give you bottomless mimosas and things like that yeah i just can't, i'm not a mimosa person like you know i already told you i don't do vodka so i don't want to get drunk off of orange juice and vodka so yeah. me I'm, I'm not really a fan of those type of brunches the open bar brunches are the ones where they don't give you tickets. They just basically tell you, hey, you show up for a two hour window and you can eat as much as you want and you can drink as much as you want. So you go online and you RSVP for this brunch. It's usually about 40 bucks and they tell you you can drink all the alcohol you want. You can eat all the food you want. You just have to be out before your time is out. So I usually okay. get the one I usually get the one o'clock to three o'clock slot. The reason why is because at four o'clock, I'll probably be back at home sleep and I'm going to sleep until nine o'clock. And then at 10 o'clock, we're going to go out and do it all over again. So if you come to D.C., you always get the one to three o'clock slot every single time. The brunch. OK, yeah. see, that's mad because in London, we have brunches and there's brunch spots. I'm not really a brunch guy, but we don't drink at brunch. Like it's more like we'll go somewhere and eat and then we'll go to a pub. So the pub mm-hmm. is where all the drinking happens. We don't really have much drinking in and around the food you might go to a pub and eat but if you're going to like a brunch spot like a hot brunch spot you know you're more that's most of the time you're just going to eat there but i don't think it's i don't think i've ever been in anywhere in london where they've had an open bar or where there's been bottomless alcohol it's just not a thing i think they just think it's too dangerous i don't know <laughs> like people will just die yeah. i feel like honestly, i think there's more danger in going to an event that doesn't have like alcohol and <laughs> food together because yeah. for me for, like a lot of people would be more happy or happier rather if they could eat and drink and socialize. Like those are the three things we like to do. We like to talk, we like to eat and you know, we like to be in community with people. So imagine going to a bottomless brunch where they tell you, pick the alcohol you want to have. And here's the food that we're offering. And by the way, it's at a price that it's, you know, negotiable. You don't have to worry about, you get the tab at the end and it's like, wait, I drunk $400 worth of alcohol. No, you paid 40 bucks and you might have to call a cab or you might have to call an Uber or something like that. I've been there. It's $40. Is that how much you're talking for this, this whole experience? You're talking $40. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like 40, like 40 bucks. I mean, at the most, I would say 50, but remember, That's this right. is all you can drink all you can eat and now that you know weed is legal here in dc like people can go and smoke as well you can't smoke indoors you can smoke outside so they have yeah. like little patios and things like that that you can smoke most people vape though um i tried the vaping thing once upon a time my issue with vaping is the carts like i hate the leaky carts and i hate certain vape pens i did a packs before i hated that because it kept are you talking about are you talking about vaping in regards to like thc or are you exactly. talking about vape Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Now, weed vapes is different. That's a different thing. So I know a lot about the vape industry. So a lot of my one of my businesses was a vape shop. Funnily enough, mm-hmm. that I owned. Um, and the reason I had the vape shop was because I owned, I rented like at least a commercial space mm-hmm. where I had like uh, offices and a warehouse and a shop mm-hmm. front. And because I had the shop front, I was like, ah, oh, I must have a vape shop just because you know it's there kind of thing. So I know a lot about it. But in regards to the weed cards, yeah, they can be very un- unreliable for your yeah. packs. You know, packs and like other dry herb vaporizers are cool, but they're not as efficient as just smoking a lot exactly. of the time, which is just a mess. Um, but yeah, with weed, it's like there are a lot of carts that have come over from California that people love and they're very mm-hmm. reliable. But most of them, especially like, especially in a place where weed has just become legal, it means yep. there's loads of new companies making new products, meaning that there hasn't been enough time that's passed for them to really, you know, refine their product. 
Yeah. And I'm sure. Yeah, for me, like I was, a, I've always been a fan of flour. Like I just, I'd rather have flour than have the liquid. The reason why is because, like, I, I like the whole experience, the vibe of actually, like, you know, rolling it, doing, you know, even bong hits and shit like that. That for me is the better experience. The vape, I'm like, oh, I can just be, you know, cooking dinner and vaping. I'm like, to me, that's not something I want to be in the zone for. For me, yeah. I have to be in the zone for weed. Um, but you know, just to go back to it. When it comes to DC, we do have weed and you can go and smoke it. You can go and you can't sell it. You can have up to, I think, two ounces on you, which is, you know, the legal amount here in the States for the most part. Yeah. But you can't go to certain places and have it on your person. Like you wouldn't want to go to a nightclub mm-hmm. and they pat you down. So they pat you down at these nightclubs and you have yeah. weed on you. They're like, hey, you got to throw that out. You don't want to throw out perfectly good weed because you want to get into an establishment. So I tell yeah. people. If you are in D.C., like there's ways to hide it. You can obviously you can put it in your sock and stuff like that. But I don't want sock weed. I want pocket weed. And I'd much rather just keep it that way. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, I, I don't I, smoke anymore, man. I quit. I quit. Mm-hmm. No, I quit. Like I didn't quit. Like I won't ever smoke again. But I only smoke on, in certain settings. Like, if I go to like mm-hmm. Amsterdam or if I go to Barcelona or if I go to California, then I'll smoke. Other than that, I don't really smoke in the country just because it's, 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 not, it's, it's not that it's illegal. But because it's illegal... The quality of weed is just so bad. And because of the climate that we have, you have to grow it in a certain way. You have to add chemicals. And it's very difficult to trust people with chemicals, knowing what they're doing with growing weed. But I know how to grow weed. I know, you know, I can figure out the chemical ratios that you need. And I can figure out how to flush it um, in the correct way and, you know, cure it and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, but for those reasons, I don't smoke in this country because people just add all kinds of mad shit to weed over here to uh, make it heavier. So it sells for more. It's a lot more obviously like street level so yeah. for that reason i don't smoke as much anymore i don't smoke since i came out from california i haven't smoked a lot um mm. but yeah but if you that's not to say that if you if you are if you do smoke finding weed in this in london is not hard i could probably stick my head out my bedroom window and shout hey has anybody got weed and somebody <laughs> as somebody's gonna come with weed so yeah. I mean, like it's not even a thing so finding weed is not difficult um if you want to do like a little trip to Amsterdam, this is mm-hmm. one thing that I've told, I've said, I've said to a lot, like a few different Americans and I've said, look, if you come over to London, you know, Amsterdam's a 40 minute flight, like mm-hmm. it's a 40 minute flight. It's a two, it's a three hour train or it's a six hour drive. Do you know what I mean? So if you want to come somewhere and experience real, like real, like weed culture, because I think Amsterdam is one of the, one of the first places in the world where it's legal. Mate, Amsterdam is fucking lit and it's so close to London. Mm-hmm. Um, same as Barcelona to be fair you probably get to Barcelona, Barcelona in like two hours so if you're willing to do like a two day trip to like you don't really need more two day, more than two days in Amsterdam but if you come to London and you know you're not really happy about the weed or you just want to have a few days of just chilling smoking you know mm-hmm. fly over to Amsterdam it's just down the road literally mm-hmm. and you can get anything you want there in regards to like weed it's all legal and you can smoke yeah. inside coffee shops so like you go into the shops they have like a little kiosk, little desk where they'll have a menu and you can pick, you know, the strains you want. You can get it pre-rolled, you can get blunts, you can get as much mm-hmm. as you want. And then you just sit down, order food, you can smoke in there, roll up in there, take bonkets in there, whatever you want and just chill. And it's a, it's a vibe. It's a full, full on good vibe. See, that, that's what we like. That's what we like. Just don't have vodka there. Like just have the weed. No we, vodka. We don't, no, no vodka. No white. Uh, I hate, I hate vodka, man. I don't drink vodka at all. Like oh. it tastes, it tastes like hairspray to me. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot. I forgot to tell you the story. So I got to finish that story. Yeah. So oh, yeah, the, the, the the night with vodka. Basically, we went to Club <laughs> yeah. Love, and it was all you can drink from nine o'clock to eleven. 
and we got drunk. But for me, I'm one of those like when I know I'm drunk, I kind of like disappear. So I told them I was like, yo, I'm going to be right back. I got to go to the bathroom. So I know for a fact the count that I had, I was at. 11 i think i had 11 like things of the vodka at that point it was belvedere i think because belvedere was a thing once upon a time so yeah, we had these little and they, when you go to these nightclubs the cups aren't that big and they yeah. try to like overfill them with ice so what you yeah. end up doing is getting drunk off of the fact that there was a combination between the alcohol and the you know and the soda or whatever so i ended up throwing back 11 of these in two hours and i told my boy i'll be right back i'm going to the bathroom I go to the bathroom and I don't know what happened between the time I actually stepped into the bathroom, but I walked into a stall and I locked the door behind me and I took a nap. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So this is at 11 o'clock, mind you. So I'm not well, answering the phone for anybody. People are like, oh, where's Greg? So one of my best friends, you know, she was the only person that my phone rung for at the time because I wasn't dating anybody. You know, my mom, like family and stuff like that could reach me and she could reach me. So. She calls and she's like, Greg, people are looking for you. Where are you at? I was like, yo, I don't know where I'm at right now. I'm in a bathroom and I locked this door <laughs> behind me. I don't know how sh she wasn't even there with us that night. She kicked in the door and got me out of there. And at some, for some oh, wow. reason, I ended up sobering up because I saw her. So I see her and then we go upstairs. And I remember the R&B artist Omarion, he was like performing on like the third floor of this nightclub. And oh, yeah. I remember, yeah. At, yeah, at this point, I got so sober that I wanted to drink again. They're like, Greg, no, you can't drink anymore. I was like, no, you have to understand. Like the only way that I can cure this shit is to actually drink anymore. Cause I don't want to be the, I don't vomit. I don't throw up when I drink too much. Yeah. I fall asleep. So I told him, I was like, yo, in order for me to not fall asleep again, just keep giving me alcohol. So, you know, I'm yeah. just drinking this. And one of my friends said, Greg, drink this. Um, and I drunk probably one of the worst things I've ever had in my life, which is rumple mints. No human should drink that shit. What is it, rumple mints? Yeah, no human should drink that shit. What is that? I don't know what that is. So, is Rump yeah, rumple mints is a 105 proof, like, oh, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a spirit. Um, th there's, there's three things that I absolutely told myself I would never drink after the age of 30. Rumple mints yeah. is number one. Four locos is number two. Gold slogger is number three. And the Four honorable... Locos. Yeah, Four locos. Four loco is terrible. Like here, at least here in the states, <laughs> because the four loco it has so much sugar in it, and then it has the alcohol like contents to it. It's yeah. not. It's not a good buzz. It's more so like you are going to have a fucking headache after you drink this shit. It's, it's Why dirty, are you doing it's a dirty buzz? Yeah. So yeah. there's no rumplements for me. There's no you know four loco, and there's definitely no gold slogger. I think because there's actual flakes of gold in it, and I don't want to feel that shit going down as I'm drinking. Um, yeah, there, there, there was one that I was thinking about. I can't remember the name of it, but we used to drink. Oh, the Four Horsemen. Um, I don't. Are you familiar with Four Horsemen at all? Oh, uh, what is that bourbon? Um, yeah. So it's the Four J's. So the Four Horsemen. It's Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny, and it's a shot. Hold on, Jack. So Jack, Jim, so Jack Daniels, Jim Bean, Jose Cuervo, mm -hmm. and Johnny Walker. Yep. All Johnny in Walker, one. Which, which Johnny Walker? Uh, Johnny Walker. Uh, it's either one. You can just, you can pick the black. You can pick like any Johnny Walker. It has to yeah. go into there. Um, wow. So they call that either, some people call it the four J's here in the States. We call it the four horsemen. Yeah. That shit. Oh my goodness. Um, 
it tastes absolutely terrible, but if you want to get drunk really fast or you want to have a buzz really, really fast, yeah. Four Horsemen is the way to go. Um, I personally don't do them anymore. I kind of retired. But what I do do is when I go to weddings, I make sure that the groom has to take one. So that's my rule of thumb. <laughs> Bro, I'll be honest. You know what, this is, You see, this is crazy to me because we have like a big drinking culture in England, right? So I've been drinking since I was like 14, probably. The first mm. time I ever drank, I was probably about 12 or 13. But I've been drinking like partying and stuff since I was 14. When I came to California... I was shocked by how crazy the kids were going over alcohol. Like they were losing mm-hmm. their minds bro, over alcohol. And to me, it was like, by this age, I've already been drinking for a few years. I'm pretty like, I've already had some bad experiences. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to have those bad experiences again, like vomiting and stuff. Like, I never really vomited yeah. much, but, you know, just feeling like dizzy and not being able to sleep and stuff. Like, I hate that. So when I was in California, I was shocked by how mental these kids were going with alcohol. And I was that guy at the party who was just a bit like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to do a cake stand, bro, and I'm not going to take 20 shots of tequila. Like, you know, I'm trying to be awake tomorrow. So, yeah. you know, and the girls would always be like, oh, you're so sophisticated. I'd be like, nah, I'm just not, like, trying to kill myself. Do you know what I mean? Because I've done that as well. Don't, let's not get it twisted. Like, my birthday went recently, and literally it was, it was just after the lockdown had opened, so we, we went to a pub, and mm-hmm. I can promise you, I think one of the women at the pub said to my friend, "I've never, we've never seen anyone You've never seen any group of people cover a table and drinks that fast, like in empty glasses. I'm yeah. talking like within three hours, the whole pub was fucked. Like they, we, within three hours, we paid the whole electricity bill for the month. It was mad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, and that was a night. It got messy. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to do that all the time. Last night, um, I was at a party last night. I was, I was, I was telling you that the other day. And <clears throat> we were just, I was just playing beer pong, to be honest, just loads of beer. And we had like yeah. ice sculpture. I remember I was telling you about the ice sculpture and we were taking shots through the ice sculpture and stuff. And it got to the point where I got drunk. I got sober mm-hmm. because we had this whole, we all sat around and had this whole conversation, which was amazing. And then I got drunk again. And it got to the point where I was like, okay, cool. If I carry on drinking right now, I'm not surviving the next two days. I'm in bed. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. go now. I mean, so I'm trying to stick, like, I'm trying to stay like that as I'm getting older. Because when I was younger, especially when I was in California, it was just crazy, the drinking culture. It was mad. Yeah, that's for me, like with beer pong, I love beer pong. I absolutely love beer pong. My issue with beer pong is the last time I played it. Um, The last time I played it, I played it with Bacardi 151. Um, Oh, no, that's a mistake. (laughs) Yeah. um, Basically, we we went to American University. So my friend Xavier and I, we went to the school and we decided we wanted to play, you know, beer pong. But the issue was no one actually had any beer. All the beer was gone, but now we're just on the actual alcohol. So yeah. we had the vodka options. We had the whiskey options and stuff like that. But someone said, why don't you play with 151? Like 151 is what you need to use, right? Yeah. So the fact that this is like 75 point, you know, what is it? 75% alcohol by volume. Um, you shouldn't be taking shots at this shit. It's something yeah. that you're supposed to sip on. We played beer pong with it. All I remember is waking up fully dressed in a hot tub. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but <laughs> it, it, it definitely happened. And yeah. people were like, Greg, like, how the fuck? They were like, what happened? I was like, yo, my entire body was so hot because I had taken like fucking 12 to 14 shots of 151. Yeah. So my friend was like, Greg, like, 
do you need an extra pair of clothes? I was like, yo, these aren't even my clothes. So when I woke up, I realized like, yo, I'm not even in the clothes that are mine. So the house that we were staying at for that party, they were like, oh yeah, well, we didn't have any shorts, Greg. Like, you know, we didn't have any shorts for you to get into the hot tub. So we just gave you like some pants. I was like, you let a human get into a hot, you know, in a hot tub with pants on. Like, oh my face. Yeah. So, I mean, shit happens. Uh, just don't do it with Bacardi 151. I feel oh, like bro. that. I did it once with uh, Captain Morgan. Yeah. And yeah, man, it was, I've, I've, I played beer pong twice without beer. Once was with Captain Morgan and once with, was, once was with Jack Daniels. The Jack Daniels time wasn't as bad because I love Jack Daniels and like we put mm-hmm. a little bit of coke in because this was after mm-hmm. the Captain Morgan time. So I was like, cool. I'm definitely not going to do it straight. I want one ice cube in every cup and I want a little bit of coke in every cup as well. And then I'll, and then I'll do it with yeah. Jack all day. But the Captain Morgan one, we did it and we did 10 cups and it was 1v1. And mate, it was a mess. I'm talking after one game, I was fucked. After one and a half games, I don't remember anything. After that point, I just, I just nope. I woke up the next day somewhere. And that was yeah. It. So, yeah. Yeah. I advise anybody who drinks Captain Morgan to stop that shit. Um, yeah, but I, it, I'm not fine. It's it's a bad decision all the way around. Like, I don't think I've ever had a good experience with Captain Morgan. Every time I've had it, either I had like a headache that just like really hurt, or I've done something I had no business doing. Um, usually, it leads, you know, once upon a time when I was single, like leading towards like a lady's house, and I had no business being there. Um, yeah. So yeah, just don't do that um i've also heard that everclear is a really terrible like vodka to have um i personally have never tried it because i don't really do vodka and if i do it has to be a name that i know and i can recognize but the fact that it's called everclear that's that's not like the end of a sentence like why is it that sounds like a fucking that kind of sounds like a cleaning product that doesn't sound like it should be vodka that sounds like it should be uh some kind of gloss cleaner i mean i'm not not doing that yeah why I just I just looked at this right. So yeah, a, according to the bottle of Everclear, like the ingredients and everything, it is ninety five percent alcohol by volume. It's a hundred and ninety proof, and pretty much yeah. the labels the label itself says caution, extremely flammable, and you should not drink this straight. Wait, did you say it's a hundred and ninety proof? A hundred and ninety proof. So it's ninety five percent alcohol. 95% alcohol, 190 proof. Dude, that's and the highest. It has a, that's the highest percentage of alcohol that you're legally allowed to sell. I'm pretty exactly. sure. That's ridiculous. I would never drink that. Yo, never drink Everclear. I'm sure someone's in the comments like, yo, like I love Everclear. No, you don't. <laughs> you do not like Everclear. Bro, how it, much of it are you supposed to drink though? Are you supposed to have one drink? Because I drink yeah. like most of the drinks I drink, like Maker's Mark, as you mentioned. Uh, Johnny Walker Blue, um, Jack Daniels, whatever I'm drinking, like it's always about forty percent alcohol, about eighty proof, right? Yeah. So I'm cool with that. Well, I don't need to go to ninety five percent. I'm not trying to die. Do you know what I mean, this is the problem. This is the issue I had in California. Was that I thought I felt like everyone was trying to drink. Everyone was trying to get yeah. as fucked up as possible. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to remember what happened. Do you know what I mean, like, and I love beer pong. Don't get it twisted. I played maybe yeah. ten or fifteen games of beer pong yesterday best time ever and when i was in cali though i was like look guys like there are people like paralytically drunk ambulances are coming people are getting their stomachs pumped and shit. <laughs> i'm thinking like yo bro just talk to a girl just get a drink and talk to a girl and start with that it's number one maybe yep. three drinks and then talk to a girl and then start with that and then see how fucked up you want to get because those yep. are the prospects i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to gain at the end of this night is uh yeah exactly. my stomach pumped 
No, for me. According to their website, it said that two and a half shots of basically a normal shot of alcohol, like yeah. it's equal to one shot of Everclear. So pretty much yeah. two and a half shots of Captain Morgan is equal to one shot of Everclear. So if I have one double Everclear and Coke, I'm basically having five shots. Of exactly. Jack. Yeah, no, I'm good. Exactly. If I wanted to have five shots of Jack, I would just have five shots of Jack. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I had absinthe. I've had absinthe a few times. And, uh... Now, it, did it make you hallucinate like everybody says? I've never had it. No, nah, it doesn't make you hallucinate. It makes you forget. Like, remember this uh-huh. way, I drank absinthe three times. I've been in two fights and woke up in hospital once. <clears throat> out of three times. Three out of three times I drank absinthe, something bad has happened. So, yeah. Like, <clears throat> I think if you go to the absinthe museum, there's an absinthe museum in Amsterdam and they have like absinthe in loads of different drinks, loads of different sort of cocktails, different forms of it. You can inhale it and shit. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's where the hallucinogenic comes into it. Like, I think that's the, uh, the only people I've ever known who have said anything hallucinogenic related to absinthe has been from going to the absinthe museum in Amsterdam. So maybe in Amsterdam, they're just putting shrooms in, the, in, shrooms in there as well. I don't know what they're doing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're literally going there. They're winding up. That is crazy. Somebody's oh controlled in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not fucking with that good grief man like and mind you i don't mind hallucinating like trust me, i'm sure i've done it before but i just don't want to do it on alcohol like certain things i just rather not have and that's one of them uh damn man yeah that's Shit, what i'm saying that, yeah just just real quick everyone in the room listening he's been sticking it out with us this whole time shout out to all you guys uh, i know my guys a lot of my people out there or a few of my people out there at least shout out to all of you i uh, appreciate you guys Listening, I think we've got some comments here as well. Do you want me to run through a few comments, Greg? Let's go for them. Let's do it. Let's do it. See what everyone's saying. You're talking about um, getting warehouse space and making it into studios. Warehouse studios. I think he's talking about uh, shortage. Yeah. When we were talking about the the multi-units, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Sorry. White House. Okay, cool. I thought you said White House. I was like, all right, cool. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Pass me the Cavassier. On the rocks. <laughs> Cavassier, Cavassier, Cavassier. Yes. Matter of yes. fact, let me get up and pull me a cup. <laughs> shout Yo, out to him. Okay, shout out to him. <laughs> Bro, Cavassier makes me want to bottle people because there's a song, like a UK uh, brand song, which is called, I don't know what it's called, but the main lyric in the song is Cavassier and bottling man. That's the best oh, wow. lyric in the song. Yeah, so we used to go to wow. raves. There was a time uh-huh. when like, all I used to drink was like Kawasier or like Hennessy, do you know what I mean? And they, like, mm. we used to go to raves, this song used to come on and everyone used to go absolutely nuts. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah Kawasier, when I drink it, it takes me back to that, that era of that song. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I used I'm, to, good. I'm good with that. I used to drink, I used to drink Kawasier as well. Um, the same thing with Hennessy. Um, for me, though, I like Hennessy white over the regular Hennessy now because not only have I had like a lot of bottles of it, like, you know, my family likes to travel and they usually bring some back, but now I've acquired that taste. So now when I have regular like Hennessy, I just get headaches drinking it. So regular Hennessy is not for me. Cavassier I can do, um, do say I'm not really too fond of anymore because I just don't like the way that it tastes. It has a sweet taste to it. And I hate sweet tasting like dark, Alcohol, so no douce for me. Either pass the or pass me the hint. Yeah. Another thing I like, douce. See, like 
the my, the main drink that I've been feeling lately is probably because I've only dis- I've not I've only discovered it recently. I've already always known about it, but I've probably only drank it once or twice in my life previous to like the last few years, which is Johnny Walker Blue. Now Johnny Walker mm. Blue is just amazing. I love it. Like honestly, it's one of the only drinks that I can just really like thoroughly enjoy on the rocks with like a drop mm-hmm. of water, like as much of it as possible. Like, it's just amazing. But it's so it's, it's an expensive whiskey. It's an expensive drink. It's mm-hmm. not a cheap drink. I think it's like a hundred and I think it's a hundred and fifty pound a bottle, something like that. Yep. But mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Like I love it. So I don't drink it a lot because of how expensive it is. But um, we got two bottles of it just to keep in our office, and all the lads would mm-hmm. put it in their office, and then and every now and again we'd have a drink. We'd have a drink of uh, Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I love that whiskey. I hear that for sure. For sure. Cool. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it rolling. Of course. Shout out to Greg. What's happening? What's happening? Jacktown Jack. What's going on, Jacktown Jack? I hope you made yeah. that cup in you know in the midst of things. I hope you made that cup of that uh, Cavassier. Please go ahead and make a cup. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yo, Greg, I need to send you a picture, man, on Instagram. Remember, I was telling you about the uh, the Prince thing. Uh huh. Yeah, let me oh, show you how it went Let me see. Let me go. Let me go look at it right now. Let me see. I'm waiting for it to pop up. Send it for you. pop for Oh, man. That is sensational, bro. Good grief. I like that. Bro, it was nuts, bro. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was mad. Like, I was just looking oh. at it. I probably stared at it for about 20 minutes. And then my mate came in and I was like, look, you're turning 30 years old. You're taking 30 trucks out of the print, out of the print thing. And he was like, no, 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 I can't do 30. Come on. And I was like, we basically settled at seven. Don't ask why. Mm-hmm. It was something to do with leap years, something to do with leap years. Oh. But yeah, so he took like we say seven. It was probably about twenty-one because they were all triple. They were all big shots. They were like half a cup. Because like when I start pouring, mm-hmm. you can't stop drinking until I start pouring, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. in fact, he definitely did thirty shots. Do I think he definitely did thirty shots? The way I think, more I think about it, he was fucked. It was so funny. <laughs> but yeah, man, it came out. It came out amazingly, bro. It was mad, and like we were all just like, wow, this is crazy. So yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's lockdown, we had to do it all undercover. Like we had this party yesterday, and we had to do it all quite undercover because of the lockdown rules. Yep. So otherwise, we get we get, yep. we get like ten, we get like a ten grand fine or something. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm happy to risk it, but I don't want to get caught. So let's not do it for mad. But we will just do it real underground style. And uh, yeah, exactly. man, it went well. It went well. Hey, I need to be there. I'm, I'm moving to London. That's what I'm doing. We're going to have some more of these parties. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, bro. Bro, I love London, man. Honestly, like, I did a chat the other day. I was saying this to, Le- um, I don't know if you know Leslie Smith. So me and him did a chat earlier. And um, uh-huh. I do chat to him like once a week. And we had a chat the other day. And the name of the chat was What's Wrong With England? So like, what I think it was, well, yeah, what's wrong with England? What don't you like about England, basically? And I was expecting like a big uproar of British people being like, I don't like this, I don't like that, and I don't like this. And most people are like, you know what? Like, we've got bullshit going on, but that happens everywhere, like political bullshit and economic yep. bullshit. But ultimately, it's like, I pretty, actually kind of like living in England. Like, everything's pretty cool. I like pubs, I like the food, like London's cool. Like, And I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I actually like living in England as well. I think I rebelled against it for so long because of, like, white shit. You know, like, it's just, just, <laughs> yep. white, just white shit. I'm not going to go into it, but you know what I mean. Just, just general white yeah. shit. So I rebelled against it for so long, but generally speaking, it's actually like pretty decent living here. Like I'm actually quite lucky to be fair. I feel like quite mm-hmm. privileged, um, which I never felt like when I was younger. So yeah, um, 
I definitely. But I mean, Leslie was telling me earlier about how you guys don't get paid vacation at work. Mate, no, bro. So that's uh, basically we have, we have P- yeah we have PTO. Um, basically, it's a crew. So my personal job, we accrue it. So at the beginning of the year, you have whatever you rolled over from the year before. You it's usually like five days. So you have five days of rollover, and then you accrue your time. So. My job, we have 20, I think it's 22 days that you can use for either sick or personal time off. So okay, that's cool. pretty much, yeah, if you, if you go and say that, you know, you are taking a trip for a week in March, that's like one week less that you have of those 22 days. And you have to pretty much yeah. scramble for the end of the year. So what I usually do is I schedule my PTO at the beginning of the year. So I say, you know what? In July, I'm going to go here. I know for Thanksgiving, I'm going out of town. For Christmas, I'm going out of town. So I know for a fact that I have those days off. So then I can play with the other days. Um, okay, this so year it, does was little... it, it does exist though. Because I thought, so those days paid? Like when you said that time, yeah. that's paid, right? Yeah, those are paid. Oh, that's the same thing then? That's all right. So it does exist. That's cool. Because yeah. for what I was like... But not everybody, not yeah. everybody has it though. Smart. So there are some com- there are some companies and some jobs that don't give you PTO. Um, they basically like it's accrued in your salary. So some people who are salary employees in the states, they don't get personal time off. They have days that they just honestly go unpaid, and it's a really fucked up like rigged system. But most of those jobs, they have their health insurance covered. They have their like medical covered and all that. So it offsets the fact that they need personal time off. Really corrupt, you know, but mm. it, it's the United States, man. It's definitely the United That's States. That's crazy, bro. That's mad. Yeah. Have you ever considered or thought about living anywhere else in the world other than America? Like, has it ever crossed your mind or is it always just been a case of, you know, you're, 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 you're going to stay in America for your whole life? Honestly, like I've considered it. The issue is the wife's not going to let me. Um, I asked her, I was like, I wanted to move to Dubai. Um, yeah. Because I've had friends that lived in Dubai, and they're like, "Oh, like I love it here." Um, but for me, though, I just I don't think Dubai would be good for like you know raising a family. If you are just like you are you and your spouse is your spouse, and you don't plan on building and establishing your family, then it's yeah. not going to work in Dubai. Um, I do like Aruba. I wanted to move there because you know we have a family home there, and I, I really love that whole like culture in Aruba. Uh, so that would probably be my first option. Um, yeah. Another country that I would probably move to because I like the beaches are Florida. Um, Now, mind you, Florida is a state, but technically nobody claims Florida in the United States. So (laughs) I wouldn't I wouldn't mind moving to Florida. We're going to get into that when, you know, you and I play the game that we want to play. But Aruba, number one, um, I would move to Cabo, maybe like Cabo feels like every time I've gone, I've really loved Cabo. And the homes there, they were affordable. They looked, like, fantastic. So I would definitely move to Cabo. Dubai would be a third. Um, London London would probably be a place that we would have moved to maybe five or ten years ago. Like, you know, with the wife. London's a difficult place to move to. Yeah. Definitely. It's a very difficult place to live. Like, just because of how expensive it is and the weather and stuff. So London is a difficult place. If I'm going to move country, I want to go somewhere hot. I want to go somewhere with good weather good food, good produce. Like, you know, there has to have, there has to have be a number of prospects. Like, Dubai as well is a difficult one. I don't know if I'd, I'd move to Dubai with a family. I'd move, to, I'd move to Dubai for maybe like a year as a single dude, but I wouldn't, exactly. move, to Dubai, I wouldn't move to Dubai like with wife and kids, to be honest with you. Yeah, so what's this absolutely. game? This game, is it first 48? Okay, game? so, 
I'll explain it. So basically, First 48 is a game that we play on the Young Black and Bother podcast where I read articles and you are supposed to guess the first 48 state that this happened. First 48 basically is a TV show that runs in the states where, you know, there's a crime that's committed or something stupid happens. And it's usually a state. Um, So we just read the article and you are supposed to guess that the state that it happens in. So let's do it. That sounds lit. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be fun. I'm going to make it. Would you say? Isn't there fifty states? Isn't there fifty states? Yeah, there's fifty states, but we we discredit two of them because two don't count, which are Florida and New Jersey. Um, that's why we call it the okay, first forty. Years. Cool. Okay, okay, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, and the reason why we do that is because most of the stupid stuff that happens is in Florida. And Jersey. I, yeah, it happens in Florida and Jersey. So you know, cool. the the first article says that brother stabs his younger sibling to death for exhausting his internet data. Oh, okay. So let me think about that. That's that doesn't that sounds like some white shit to me. So I'm gonna say <laughs> Florida. You are absolutely right. It happened <laughs> of course it, it happened in Tampa Bay, Florida. So it says that That's bad. it says according to the police, the family members found the victim bleeding profusely um on the roof late Wednesday night and rushed into the hospital where he was declared dead. The suspect fled after stabbing his younger brother and was arrested on the railway on Friday. On Wednesday evening, he took his younger brother to the roof and scolded him for consuming all of their internet data. And in a fit of rage, he stabbed him four or five times in the chest and then ran away. Man, that's crazy. You, what sort of like, that's just like, I can't, like, I can't really speak on that. Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you do with that? Do you put him in hospital? Like, prison? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, you, you have to put him in prison. You, you have to put him in prison. Um, it's unfortunate, but I mean, like, the, the story is ridiculous in itself. So there's that. So let's get to the next one. So the next article says that a woman was arrested in a Motel 6 for possession of meth and creating counterfeit money. Oh, yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like some Jersey shit. <laughs> this it says I'm, I'm gonna give it to you in the article so it says deputies arrested a florida woman so yeah. uh, they arrested oh, a florida woman florida. yep okay. in a motel six on charges of drug possession and counterfeiting u.s currency on wednesday a part of the invest, uh, investigation they spoke with chastity hatch so she allowed the deputies to search her room and admitted to creating counterfeit money Prior to their arrival and saying that the money was under the bed, the deputies found sheets of copied money in various stages of manufacturing, as well as printers on a neighboring dresser uh, dresser and several sheets of cotton fiber paper around the room. They are making counterfeit money from HP. Yeah, that shit is insane. We we got another one. But so right now, I think you're you're one for two when it comes to first 48. So you're doing better than most. Doing definitely better than most. So wait, can I ask you a question? Go for it. Are any of the answers going to be outside of Florida and Jersey? Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay, cool. All right, cool. That's absolutely. Cool. So, you know, obviously you have to, you know, pick your, you know, town and stuff like that, your state. Um, they're not always Florida, but for the most part, some of these are Florida. So I'll give you that, but I'll yeah, give you some cool. bonus. <laughs> cool. Um, so the hospital CEO says that he had COVID and he didn't need a mask. So the president oh, and what? CEO... Yeah, it yeah. says the president and the CEO of this state's health department, one of the largest health systems in the United States, says that he will not be wearing a mask because he's already caught COVID-19 and can't have it happen again. 
So he sent an email on Wednesday saying that, you know, his health would not affect the 50,000 employees that he employs in the hospital. I contracted the virus, felt the uncertainty that accompanied the world positive experienced the lagging coughs and fatigue, but I'm back in my office and I'm not wearing a mask. Guess the first 48 state where this CEO of a hospital said that he will not wear a mask. Okay, so can I assume that it's going to be one of the largest states, seeing as though it's one of the largest hospitals? You said said the state has the largest one of the largest, like, what, well, like medical healthcare? So yeah. Something, something yeah. along those lines. So from that, yes, it has, the, lar- that yeah, it has, the, it has largest- the largest health system in the United States. But I will say this, it is not one of the largest states. Okay. So it has one of the largest, so then, okay, so if it's not one of the largest states, is it one of the states with the higher population of people then? Anything nope. like that? No, okay. Nope. See, the safe bet here is to say Florida. But I'm not going to say Florida. I'm going to say New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, right now, no. you, are one, you are one for three. This happened in South Dakota. South Dakota? Oh, I never would have guessed South Dakota, to be fair. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Texas. Yep. <laughs> that was my initial thought. South Dakota. Texas okay. Well, oh, you know what, actually? So that's like, is that like a Republican state? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. I can. Okay. So I'm gonna have to start getting more political with this. Okay. Cool. Because that sounds like some white shit. I know that wasn't a black dude. That was not a black dude. Yep. That was not an Asian dude. That was a white guy, definitely. So yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. One of those so things. I'll, I'll, Wisconsin. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you this one uh, because I think it's funny. So a Florida woman was charged after allegedly crashing into a wine business and then fleeing the scene. So. Apparently, this Florida woman was arrested and charged Tuesday morning after allegedly crashing into a Longhorn Steakhouse. Wow. So they said wine. So, oh, I see it. So according to the article, the Longhorn Steakhouse was actually in a town called Minot, which is, I guess, like a wine as well. So it says that the police department says that they received multiple reports of her recklessly driving her Dodge pickup truck. So in the midst of arresting her, they found 32 steaks in her car. So she basically ran into a Longhorn Steakhouse with her van and then stole food from the Longhorn Steakhouse. Wow. Only in Florida. Jesus Christ, Florida. What is wrong with this place? What is wrong with Florida? I mean, yeah, why is all this mad shit happening? What's going on with Florida? Like, what went wrong in Florida that didn't go wrong in all the other states? I feel like we have to have somebody in here right now that is from Florida and can answer for their state because there's no reason why Florida does these things. Um, But next article. So it says that a woman post request for sex using a fake profile of her romantic rival. Wait, say that again. So a woman post. Oh, okay. She posts. Yeah. (laughs) So it says that a woman post request for sex using a fake profile of her romantic rival the fuck is a romantic rival i've never i've never had a i've rom- never heard of a rival romantic is that like is that like the girl that's banging the guy you want to bang is that what that means i'm, I'm assuming so I'm, I'm gonna give you some of the articles <laughs> so you can, like so it says it says it says a 29 year old woman was arrested after she sent threatening text messages to another woman and posted her address on a dating site along with an open invitation for men seeking sex wow Florida. That should 
You're absolutely fucking right. This happened in Key West, Florida. You are absolutely fucking right. What's going um, on in Florida? Yo. What is going on? What is in the water? Jesus, what is going on there? Um, what is I, our next I mean, part? I've been to Florida, man. It didn't seem that bad. I lived in Celebration Village there, just outside of Orlando, or in Orlando. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Like, you know, there's a few, there's a lot of lizards and alligators and shit, but other than that, it was, everyone seemed pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, Basically, like, let me see. I think I have one more. And then I can just give you some of the examples of the stories we've read on the show. So the last one for First 48. Neighbor caught red-handed stealing a DoorDash meal from this six-foot-three, 284 NFL fullback and lived to tell the tale. Guess the First 48 state where this happened. Mate, why would you do that? Who the fuck steals from a DoorDash or Uber Eats? If you're going to steal, like, go and steal from a company. Don't steal from a person. That's mad. Um, okay, exactly. Cool. So, if, name the state. I have to say Florida just because, like, it'd be stupid not to. This <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> oh man, you got you got to do better. You you were, you were almost there, but this actually happened in Baltimore, Maryland. So it's it says that on Wednesday night, <laughs> yeah. Pro Bowler Patrick Patrick Richard ordered a meal from Outback Steakhouse and had it delivered by DoorDash. Much to his, you know, you know, basically, it says that he watched his dinner get delivered to his neighbor's house instead. Wow, my neighbor straight up stole my DoorDash, he wrote on Twitter. I have a picture of him sitting on his doormat, you know, of it sitting on his doormat. He knocks on his door for a solid 10 minutes, finally comes out and we talk. I already had my dinner on my plate, a.k.a. the person ate his food. His own neighbor ate his fucking DoorDash food. That's mad. <clears throat> Mate, I'd slap There's my no... neighbor if they did that, man. I get Uber Eats all the time. Yeah. I'd have to slap I, I, would, I would definitely have to slap a neighbor. Like, yeah, I, I'm I wouldn't punch them. Fine with... I, would, I would open hand slap them because it wouldn't leave any mocks. Mm. That's it. Okay. See? Uh, maybe I back that. Now... <laughs> Look at that. Now... <laughs> I wanted to touch on something because, you know, obviously you're from, you know, London. I'm from the States. I wanted to play a game of five of the most beautiful women in your eyes from the United States. So you pick the United States women. I pick the London women. Oh, mate, let's do it, mate. (laughs) Okay. So um, do you want to go first or you want me to go? (sighs) I don't know, mate. You know what? This This is so corrupted now by fucking Instagram. There's all these models yep. that no one knows that I just fire, but I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna stick with celebrities. I'll stick with I'll stick with known people. So the top five hottest women in America. Okay, let me even think about that. Can we? I mean, are we saying right now or just throughout time? Can we go throughout time? Like throughout the last like uh, thirty years. If you want, that's fine with me. Um, mine, yeah. I would say in the last like twenty years. I, I went the last twenty years. Okay. Okay, hottest women in America. Let me ever think about that. So, I know people that will be in the list. I'm just trying to mm-hmm. order them. So, Jessica Alba is definitely going to be in the list. I think Jessica Alba might be first. Okay. She might actually, oh, she might be second. See, it's, it's hard, ain't it? <laughs> it's hard. Hang on a second. Do you want, this, do you want all, me... this, this list is who are the top five women that I'd rather have sex with and in which order? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's all I'm hearing right now, realistically. Pretty much. Because that's what okay, that's what we're getting. Okay, cool. So oh mate, this is difficult, man. Do you want me to I give you like mine first? Would say, 
a lot of people would say Ariana Grande, but I'm not. I'm, she's just like from the neck down. Nah, <laughs> not for me. Like, she's like a boy. Yep. Um, okay, yeah, go on. You go first. Give me, give me oh. your number five or number one. Okay. Whatever. Um, well, number five. I guess uh, we'll go from five to one. So number five for me is Amelia Clark. Um, she's probably the only reason I watched the last season of Game of Thrones. So God bless her. Oh, like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my God. I like those sex scenes on Game of Thrones, even though some of them were kind of graphic. I'm like, yo, like she still looks good somehow. I, I don't know why. So shout out to her for being honestly, she's like my five, eight, um, my actual number five though. Yeah. <laughs> of, of, of women from the UK. Right. It has to be yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale is honestly probably one of the most beautiful humans I've ever fucking seen. I, I don't understand why, um, but she like, yo, she made me watch all of those terrible ass movies with like werewolves and bears. And, what was that movie called? Underworld? That shit. Yeah. All of those movies were terrible, but I watched them for her. Sh- shout out to Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can I tell um, you a funny story real quick? And I'll back you up as well. I'll send you a screenshot which will prove this again. So, my friend, right, the other day oh. realized something about about Instagram. He realized that you don't have to follow someone. They don't have to follow follow you for you to video chat them. Uh-huh. And he tried to video chat Amelia Clark. Uh, sorry, guys. Greg's experiencing some def- technical oh, difficulties. Oh, here we go. He's back. So, yeah. Yeah. So, my friend, right, uh-huh. tried to video chat Amelia Clark, right? Uh-huh. Which was hilarious, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do. I was like, I'm just gonna invite her to our party. <laughs> so I'm oh, man. Amelia Clark, and I was like, yo, darling, because she, she doesn't live far from where the party uh-huh. is. Do you know what I mean? She, I don't know where she lives, but I know she, I know which area she lives in. It's like one of the yeah. richest areas. And I was like, you're right, darling. <laughs> We're having a party not too far from this area. Like, if you want yes. to stop by, I let this best know. And it was so funny. We were just dying. And my mate oh, was like. Should I try a video call Leonardo DiCaprio? And I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Bro, it was so funny. It was crazy. Yes. Yeah. It turns out, oh my God. It, you, can't, you can't do it to anyone that's got a blue tick. And I was like, bro, this is the creepiest shit. I was like, he was like, you do it. I was like, I'm not doing that because that's weird. I'll happily DM Amelia Clark though. Just on the off yes. chance of her saying yes. Yeah. Like, even if it's one in a billion. Every I've realized every time I have a party now, I'm just going to invite Amelia Clark. Fuck it. Exactly. Just in case one day she sees it. And she's like, you know what? I've got nothing to do today. Why not? Exactly. You know, I'll become the the moment you yeah. See, you're the king of dragons. Look at that. Look at you. Look at you doing amazing. So I gave I gave you my five and my five A. So my number four is Naomi Harris. Um, she's from the Skyfall movie. There's something special about. uh, Could you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, go on, go on. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Naomi Harris. You know, from Skyfall, she's my number four. Um, number three is Naomi Campbell. Um, yeah. there's nothing I wouldn't do for that woman. There's literally nothing I wouldn't do for her. So she's definitely number three on the list. Number two, Cynthia Arrivo. Like, good grief! Something about she is beautiful. She is absolutely fucking beautiful. And number one on my list is Sandy Newton. She might be one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. God bless her. God, just God bless her. Um, Sandy Newton, did you say? Yes, Sandy Newton. She is number one. She is. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, this so, chick. Yeah, I know. Yeah, of course. I know yes. She is. Okay. Cool. Yes. Now, oh, wow. I okay. do have. I have three honorable mentions. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Number one, it's Laura, uh, Lauren Cohan from The Walking Dead. Uh, she has dual citizenship, so I don't know if she counts or not. But yeah. she is definitely on my honorable mentions. Number two 
Kate Winslet. Um, she's yeah. one of the she's one of the few white women that haven't aged like a prune. So I'm assuming she's not racist. I feel like only like her would be on this honorable mention. So shout out to Kate Winslet. And number one, the only reason she's an honorable mention is because I've never actually paid attention to her face. And it's Kiera Knightley. Um, <laughs> yeah, yo, cool. it's just her, it's just her mouth and her teeth. Like she just has probably one of like the better smiles in the world. So yeah. sh- shout out to her for having nice teeth. So Kira Knightley, like you were definitely in the honorable mentions. Now I put out mine and somebody's going to be offended by it, which is cool. I love that shit. You stopped at Jessica Alba. I need to get four more from you. Jessica Alba's on the list. I'm not, I'm not going to put her in a position yet, but she's on the list. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Another person that's on the list. I don't know her real name, but her name, she's Scotty from Suits. So I'll tell you oh. her real name. So look. Scotty from Suits, her name is. So look, Abigail Spencer. Ooh. Okay. Abigail Spencer. She's Scotty from Suits, right? Look her up. If you don't know mm. she's she's my number five. I love her. She's wow. beautiful. Right? Yeah, she can she you know, I'd put a baby in her, no problem. No problem. She can have a kid. She can get wiped up. That's cool. But I need the more curvaceous women, to be honest with you. You know who I think one of the hottest women is? Is that woman from um, Modern Family. So. i play some messages whilst Greg... Oh, there we go. You're back. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Number here. five is going to be Scotty from Suits. Number four okay. is going to be Sofia Vergara. Mm, yes. Hey. Yeah. Sophia Vergara, honestly, could treat me like shit, and I would accept it. Yeah, I'd accept it. I would say, you know what, darling, looking like that, you can do whatever you want to do. I don't even care. Exactly. I don't even care at this point about respect. Fuck the respect. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? As long as we, like, yeah. you know, you just got to commit to twenty years. Commit to twenty years, do what you want. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Sophia Vergara exactly. is definitely on the list. I think. Oh, I don't know who my. It's so hard for the number one. There's a woman, there's a girl that used to be a Playboy model, and I can't remember her name. She's fire. I think number th- number three would have to be from from the early 2000s, Trish Stratus. Oh, yeah. Now, wait. Trish Stratus with the titties or her without them? Oh, with? Because Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to say, because right now, like, she, she she doesn't look the same, but those titties, well, no, we can't say titties, puppies. Uh, shout out to the WWE. Um, we, we love puppies. Shout out to Trista, uh, Trish Stratus and the puppies. Yes. If oh, you yeah, like puppies, Trish I need... Bro, she was like one of my childhood crushes, man. Do you know what I mean? You know when I was a kid? Like, I don't know what she yeah. looks like now, but Trish Stratus when I was a kid, mate, she she may have been responsible for one of my first directions. Let me put it that way. Oh, I don't oh, know. Shout out, to tri- shout out to her. We got to yeah, video she, chat her on Instagram. Yes, we have to do video chat her. <laughs> yes. Number two. Okay, you know what? I've got it. Number one is Jessica Alba. Okay, it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, Jessica Alba has to... Actually, I don't know, man. Beyonce is... Beyonce is in a... Okay. Oh, no, this is mad. This is mad. Okay, you know what? I'm taking Scotty off the list at number five, and I'm putting Beyonce there. Okay. All right. That's what I'm doing. I have to put Beyonce in there. She's too fire. She's always been okay. fire. The older she's gotten, the different type of fire she's become. It's just mad. Okay. I don't know what she's doing, okay. but she's doing something right. Yes, indeed. So, number two then would be from like the first, from like the second or third season of Friends, Jennifer Aniston. Mm. 
mate, <laughs> I was in love with Jennifer Aniston when I was a kid. Even to now. Yes. I'll marry Jennifer I'll marry Jennifer Aniston now. I don't care what she looks like today. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I love Jennifer Aniston, man. I'm a big Jennifer Aniston fan. So yeah. 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 Um, sure. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't realize I didn't realize how much I liked Jennifer Aniston until she did um what was the movie where like she was the boss? Um horrible boss. Horrible bosses. Those two movies were like holy shit. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't see why. Um, was wh- who was the guy that she was like engaged to? Um, he ended up dating Angelina Jolie. I forgot what his fucking Brad name Pitt. was. Uh, Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt was an idiot for that. Like that woman. <sighs> yeah, she is the one. Yeah. She is not the two. She is definitely the one. She yeah. is the one. Definitely. And num- no, number one though. I, I know, what's her name? Her name is. The girl, oh, she's got amazing eyes. Hold on a second. Her name is Alexandra Daddario. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, yeah. yeah. I think she is possibly one of the most beautiful women in the world. I believe so. She, she has. Why is she? Hold on. I got to look at her again. Because I remember she was, she, was in, she was in a movie with uh, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson. I forgot what yeah. her. Let me see. She'd have to come in at number one. Jessica Alba is number two. Number mm-hmm. three was no sorry hold on a second what have we done here mm-hmm. what have we done no wait hold on a second so I've, you, I've, I've so you have Alexandra is number one you know what I'm just going to go through the list again because Alexandra Daddario is number one Jessica mm-hmm. Alba is number two Jennifer Aniston is number three Sophie mm-hmm. Delora is number four and Beyonce is number five look at that look look at that five that five is absolutely amazing yeah that's the dream team that is a dream team that's the dream that is team. dream team Oh my god, it's mad! Yeah. Now, it's mad. before before, before we kind of wrap up, I have yeah. to ask you some some regular questions. Um, number one, cool. if if London had an NFL team, what yeah. would you want them to be called? Oh, the Kings, mate. All, all day, the London Kings. That makes sense okay. on, on a lot of levels. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that, you know what? I got I write. You know what? That was the, I did not think about that. London Kings. I think that would be good. That would be a good name. Um, we've already yeah. talked about if you would leave your city, where would you go? Actually, no. You asked me, but where would you go if you could leave your oh. city? Where would you if go? I could leave. Oh, oh. I see. If money is no option, if money was no option, right? Like zero option. There'd be it'd be one of two places. It'd be either Sydney, mm-hmm. or it would be LA. Okay. But I used I like to live Sydney. in LA. So the only reason I wouldn't move back, I would only move back there if I was rich enough to leave whenever I wanted to. Mm. That's the reason why I say that. But Sydney, Australia, is a place I've been thinking about moving to for a few years. Okay. It's been on my list. Any question? Okay. So if you had to pick between the two, though, what's, what's your first option? Oh, uh, Sydney, definitely. Just because uh, if it's somewhere I have to live for the rest of my life, like, yeah, it's got to be. I'd have to pick Sydney just because it's been described to me as the same as London just a lot more like open-minded people and much better weather and for me that sounds like the dream to be honest that's the dream okay. yeah perfect all right so it looks like we got a couple voicemails you want to hit those yeah let's run through these for sure let's run through them <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> you boring bastards <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Like, you see, remember earlier when you said I call you Mo? <laughs> yeah, like, nah, call right. Mo. That's, that's why. <laughs> call him Mo. Call him Mo. 
Exactly. Yeah, I'm uh, going down the list and the list, just following random people. So check your notifications, follow me back. I'm just following random people right now. But yeah, I'm tuned in, Greg. You already know. I hear that. I hear That's that. Shout out to Jacktown Jack. Shout out to Jacktown for sure. Let's keep it moving. Yo, what's good, man? Like, as how you doing, brother? What's up, hey, Greg? Welcome hey, to the welcome to my morning. city. What's up? What's up, guys? Just got off a dope ass talk. You know, did, did some numbers. Now I'm just you know I'm here listening. What's good? Pe- what's good, fellas? What's popping? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's up? What's up? What's up? Shout out to my brother Infinite Four, man. Shout you out, bro. If you're still here. Absolutely. Shout out. out. Let's keep it moving. Man like S, man like S is the governor. Man like S is the top boy on the radio. Seriously, living the dream. Yeah, shout out to my boy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Don't forget about my book, my guy Greg over here, guys. If you guys listen, definitely hit Greg with a follow. You know, I've been Absolutely. listening to... Like, me personally, I'm a fan of Greg. Do you know what I mean? I was listening to Greg's content. Like, as a lot of you probably know, I don't really just do shows like willy-nilly with everyone. I like to listen to people first to see what the vibe is and Greg is definitely someone you guys should pay some attention to as well, for sure. 100%. I appreciate that. And the same thing for my folks, man. Yeah, Y'all already know. You've seen, man, like, in, in the comments, you've seen him on his, you know, on the leaderboard and everything like that. The content is here, man. Like, you, you know what it is. You know what it is. For sure. For sure. I appreciate it. Let's keep moving. Hey, Greg, you're right. Hey, you know something, you know something funny people might not know about Everclear? If you're ever out of gas, you happen to have a bottle of Everclear in your car, you can start your car with it. Think about that, folks. Now, if you drink Everclear, you're an automobile. And I don't want to drink with you. Because I don't drink fucking petrol. Like, are you, are, are you mental? What the fuck? Don't drink Everclear. First of all, you should only be using Everclear to distill things. That's it. Exactly. Like, like don't be, don't, no. if you drink Everclear, you hate yourself. Okay? You don't give a fuck about your liver, and I doubt your sanity. See? That's Look crazy. at that. A man that knows things. Do not drink yeah, Everclear. Period. Yeah, I'm never going to drink that. That's crazy. Yeah, man, shout out again to Infinite Thought for that, for sure. Absolutely. Just start the call with it, bro. That's that's just some. You ain't putting that in my body, bro. That's mad. At all. Yeah, fuck that. Let's keep it going. Oh boy. I knew it was coming. I knew a trail was coming. Of course. That was the authentic sheep sound, though. So I'll give you credit for that. Fair play. Fair play, mate. Please help us. We're in Florida. Help. See. See. See? They're in Florida and they're turning into sheep. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Welcome to my city of West London, where girls think they're extra bougie for no reason. Yeah. And then California, where girls are actually kind of bougie, but they all want to be famous. So you just smash and dip. And then you have Vegas. I'm not going to comment. Then you have Florida. <laughs> Man, I'm not even gonna comment, man. But there's some, yeah, there's some yeah. nice, nice things out here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I know if you're if you're a London boy and you've gone over to America, I don't need to tell you. Uh, I don't need to give you any advice with women over there. All you need to do is really open your mouth, and it's cool. Hey, pretty much, pretty yeah, much. Man. Bro, I was shocked, bro. I've never had so much, like, I've never had so much forward female attention, like girls coming to me. And talking like hitting on me, telling me to come with them. I'm like, wow, this, this is the shit I'm normally doing. You like, you like doing this? Yeah, let's do mm. that. Let's do that all day. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, 
It was crazy. Yeah, that cool. yeah. I think we got one more. Yo, what's good, man? Like S, what's good? Hey, Greg. Yo, man, like S, don't forget the Stereo Awards are coming up in about an hour and uh-oh. hour and thirteen minutes. Yo, don't forget you also can boost yourself ahead during the red carpet event. For one more hour during the red carpet event, I'm going to open back up the voting so anybody who wants to vote for their favorite content creators can vote for just one more hour. So let all your peoples know to go to allonstereo.com so that they can vote for their favorite content creators in their various categories. You're you're nominated, man. You can you can pull ahead. I don't know what the I don't know what they look like right now, but you can pull ahead, man. Like yes, go ahead, man. <laughs> and I hope to see you there at the Stereo Awards in about another hour and some change. Hour and twelve minutes now. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know we're gonna be tuning in. Just in the hype for sure, man. I'll tune in for a bit. I got another show. Uh, I don't know, it might get cancelled. I got another show in a few hours, but I'll definitely tune in. Well, I'll be honest, I haven't really been promoting myself. I've been mm-hmm. promoting. I've been promoting my guy Mole, like mm-hmm. one of my boys Mole, uh, for best content creator because he's just so underrated. Like no one knows who he is. Yeah. Like he doesn't really care about leaderboard and following and stuff. He just jumps on and talks, and he just enjoys it. And I just appreciate his character so much. Mm-hmm. Like we've even hit the leaderboard together, and he hasn't cashed out the money. He just don't give a shit. I'm like, you know, what, Mole, I rate you, mate. I respect yeah. you so much. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'll tune in though. I'll definitely tune in for a bit, yeah. Jose. Um, see what you happens. Know, Obviously, if you do not, you know, if your show get canceled a little bit later on, we, we'll be yeah. on here again. We'll definitely be on here again. I do not mind. Trust me. I got plenty of content we want to talk about. So is that. Yeah, but, bro, for sure. For sure. Yeah, just, you know, just let me know how that works out. Um, but in closing, you know, I got to wrap up the show with this. Where can they actually find you on social media? Oh, bro, just Instagram at the minute. I'm just on Instagram, manlike.stereo. Uh, man That's the main Instagram. I've got a personal Instagram as well, but I'm keeping it personal for now because it's exciting to get a bit Started to get a bit wild on there. I'm not gonna lie. So I had to. That's why I made the stereo Instagram. Exactly. Um, but yeah, man, man like stereo. That's where I'm at. Uh, I often post up like my content for the week. So every Monday or Tuesday, I'll, I'll, I'll post on my story all my all the content and all the conversations I'll be having through the week. Um, and then yeah, I normally like just post clips on there of all the of all the chats. You know, every chat that I do, I'll post a clip from every chat on there, just so, you, so everyone can see what the different flavors are like and see what suits them, so they can link you know, the stories to the posts and figure out what they want to listen to and then tune in for that. Because, you know, I don't expect everyone to listen to everything. Not everything is going to be for everyone, but um, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make it so that I could, you know, I'm trying to make it so that you can find your flavor and then you'll know what to tune in for when you, when you see yeah, the show. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you're listening now to another episode of Young, Black and Bothered, but uh, I wanted to just say thank you, man. Like us, you know, my, my boy, I, I can't say his name. I can't call him Mowgli. I can't, he won't let me call him Mowgli, but he, he is Mowgli today. He is Mowgli yeah, yeah. on this show today. Man, I, yeah, I, I appreciate everything you do for Stereo Man. More importantly, even getting on here with me, having the live listens and things like that. It's never been about the leaderboard. It's about the building of the, you know, the bonds and the relationships, man. So obviously, you, know, you, you got my respect. More importantly, you are welcome on the show at any time. At any time. Oh, bro, likewise, man. Likewise, equally, equally, bro. Everything you just said, same for you, 100 million percent. And yeah, man, I like to do like one show with every, with like, I'm trying to do one show with as many people as I can every week. Yeah. It's getting difficult. Um, but yeah, man, we're definitely going to do more stuff in the future for sure. I've really enjoyed today. It's been very natural, flowed really well. 
like I knew it would. To be fair, I had no, I had no uh, doubt in my mind that this was gonna, that this was gonna go well. Do you know what I mean? So I appreciate you as well, bro. For, for sure. Absolutely. So you know, until next week, you will find both Manlike and myself on Instagram trying to get Amelia Clark to join the party. So <laughs> we'll talk to y'all soon. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Yeah, Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 